messiahs, new new religions. All we all a religion does is create another religion. Yep. That's they all it does. <laughs> they start diversifying off of the religion. All, so, all a messiah after after there's one prophet, all a prophet does is create new prophets. That's why Muhammad is the last prophet, right? Then, then, what you bring them more in? Okay, enough of that. Make Muhammad the last prophet. <laughs> no, that's in. But then, but then we have prophets in America. So we no, have no Muhammad Ali. the last prophet, Reggie. No, we have no Ali. We have uh, um, uh, Elijah Muhammad. We have um, uh, we have prophets in in the uh, in in the United States, right? All a religion does. All a religion does is create new religions, new prophets, but never creates tools. So the problem is, is can we be symptomatic? Can we be can we symptomatic read, rather than symbolic? Chat, huh? Can we read some comments for the chat? Leonard Jeffrey teaches us to be systematic too. I don't like to say that. So we got Mr. Maroon, man. He says, stop speaking in absolute uh, systematic medicine. Is that what he's saying, symptomatic? No, I don't see it's synthetic chat. medicine is based off nature, combination of elements. I don't know what you were trying to respond to. Then we got Bob Strong JD, that, that's Master Sergeant. Bob Strong JD say, when and where did you get your degree in immunology? Uh, yeah, I stayed in the Best Western Hotel and read a damn book. All right, there you had that answer. Uh, who else we got? Tamon says, Dr. Saber, he died from pneumonia. Yeah, he did die from pneumonia. Yep. Mm -hmm. So the influenza shot, when you do get the flu, it can cause pneumonia and stuff like that. I'm not saying that that's what uh, the doctor said he actually had caught the flu, but I'm saying is that's one of the things that you can get based off the flu is pneumonia. And so the vaccine actually will, stop, will help support that. So that's why these things are certainly important to our community. So I never speak in absolute science, does not speak in absolute. No one says that vaccines are 100%, 100%, uh, 1,000%, nothing won't happen. No one ever says that. That's not what the study of uh, vaccinations show you. And it never shows you that they're 100%. Like vaccines will always stop everything that's made for it. Nope, that's not what vaccines say or vaccine medicine says. What it says is, is that taking a vaccine uh, is far more safer than not having a vaccine, that we have 314 years of study, that first case study in Boston in 1704, with Cotton Mathis deployed the African genius coming from Onemesis, Onesimus, right? He employed that in his community. He fought for it. And the racist white supremacist was fighting against him on that notion. You can read his diaries, okay? With Cotton Mathis writes in his diaries, and it was a fight going on with the anti-vaccine movement. They were saying, no, we're not listening to them, nigga, because they called it nigga pox during this time, y'all. And that we're not listening to them because they gave us the daggone smallpox. So that was the fight and that was the environment. Uh, Cotton Matheson then was going through the same thing that we was going through in that debate conversation. Trying to bring African genius and they was fighting us against that. So the, the first case study is in Boston with 254 people was inoculated, not vaccinated, but inoculated, which is the precursor to vaccines. They studied that. What they, what they found, to, found out was that one out of every 40 people that had the vaccination died, which was far better than one out of seven people dying. One out of seven people. So if you got 14 people 
in your house, six people died. Imagine having a Thanksgiving dinner and 14 people are dead. You come back the next year, six people are dead. Imagine that. This is the environment that they're trying to take our community back to. They're trying to take us back pre-1704, y'all. Am I to allow that to happen? No, I'm not. Any more questions in that chat room? Because we're going to bat you up and get you up out of here. Let's see. So if Dr. Sabi was so nutritionally correct, Herbs, et cetera, why did it not protect him from the pathogens that killed him? Right. I mean, you know, I ain't trying to think about <coughs> brother. It just didn't work. He didn't have an answer to that. I don't think he ever said he did have an answer to that, but he didn't have an answer to that. Jesus Christ crisis. That's funny as shit, Jesus crisis. I told it for years, okay? All right, uh, 10th grade, Virginia, North Carolina biology. That's exactly what it is. They say he was in the jail in Honduras. No, they actually let him out of jail and took him to the hospital. I wanna, um, I, I wanna, you know, cause we're, we're, we're thinkers and we're, oh, we can lab things, right? And we can be uh, kind of scientific. Yeah. So um, let's look at, for example, Christ, right? And uh, the, the, the Christ story and his apostles, right? Now we know that some of the people who are the apostles never even met Christ. Is that true? Some of the people who were supposed to be the apostles, uh, the 12 disciples never met Christ. You, can you hear me? Yeah, good. Okay, so, but they're apostles. So let's look at, and so, and so now Christianity spreads. So now let's look at, let's compare Dr. Sabi with Jesus Christ. I'm just hopeful nobody really gets really, really offended. Uh, Dr. Sabi, unfortunately, is an ancestor. He has left his plane. But there are numbers of people now who now are apostles of Dr. Sabi. So they get over generations to tell different stories and to do different things with what Dr. Sabi did or did not do. And it becomes, uh, it becomes like a martyr and it also becomes a mythology, right? So that people, uh, do you understand what I'm saying about how we treat information because we have a magical mind? So now you have people saying things that Dr. Sebi didn't even say himself or curing things that Dr. Sebi never said he could cure. Do you understand how the magical mind works? Mm -hmm. And that's a problem with our people. So Dr. Sebi, it's like any, any of our leaders, they pass or not leaders, but people in the public and they pass and then all of a sudden, now there's all these rumors and there's all these uh, things attached to them that wasn't attached to him in his life. And so we can look at all of the uh, the Buddhas, Buddha. We can look at Moses. We can look at Christ. We can look at uh, a number of groups of people. It is when humans use the magical mind, they attach things onto something that is completely not uh, there because we're using a symbolic mindset instead of a symptomatic mindset. Now, 
if any of these groups of people who, for example, promote Dr. Stabe's work, why don't they create a lab, a full nutritional lab, a full nutritional lab to verify Dr. Sabi's work with science? Right. Why don't they do that? Why don't why don't they do why don't they come together and create uh, a, a, a a lab environment, a single store? Why is it all of these little fringe thinkings and groups? And it creates this 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 thing, Unc. It creates this uh this this not a bubble, but it just creates this euphoria of when you say somebody's name, all of a sudden I'm cured, right? So, you know, it's like the, it's like the preacher selling tissues. Uh, you buy this tissue, I'm, 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 ups- I'm sick with, uh, I have a heart attack. I have uh, a number of different diseases and I'm stuck in there watching TV all day and I got this minister, buy this tissue for $20, buy this tissue. Buy this tissue where, and I'm alone at night where nobody else is up and I'm there dying in my seat. And uh, next thing I know, I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell my family member, look, order me this tissue. This is how we are. This is how we are. We have to fix that, Ankh. Some of the things that the Amit Ra squad is doing as you move through different groups of people, you're fixing, right? The Dagger Squad and the Amirah Squad, you're fixing some things. You, you got a couple of rough, sometimes you bring in some of these young people and you got a little couple of rough, you know, they're rough and rugged and they need to be fixed up. But, but altogether, you are in fact um, creating a lab where we could under we can indict, uh, we can uh, dissect information and it's been going pretty it's going it's 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 going pretty well. I'll stop. Let me read this. Uh here's a source from 1721 Boston outbreak. I'd like to read this to y'all real quick. So y'all don't think Brother Aunt was making up anything. We don't make up things around here. We source up or just shut up. And I employ uh, all the elders to do the same. We're out of that realm of being able to just say anything. Now we have to source up. And I'm glad we've ushered this period in. Uh, I clearly understood what I was doing. Uh, I, I, I wanted to make sure that they did not forget about Dr. Ben and Shikant Diaz. They all claim to love Dr. Ben, right? But at the end of the day, they throw mud on him and dirt on his work. When they fight against evolution and all that and all that nonsense, they haven't really big up his legacy for real. They just talk about that. They don't ever really talk about the work that he actually did though. They don't talk about him teaching evolution, right? You never hear the elders talk about that. They always go against that. Let me put this in the chat room for you so you can see just how powerful that African genius was, right? Y'all know the backstory. I talked about Onesimus. So let's read this right here. It says, in 1721, Boston experienced its, its worst outbreak of smallpox. Now I talked about 1704, 1705, right? Okay, but this outbreak occurred, right? In 1721, uh, outbreak of smallpox, also known as Varola, that is the actual virus. It said 5,759 people out, out of around 10,600 in Boston were infected and over 844 died 
between April 1721 and February 1722. Okay, so once again, 5,759 people, okay, was infected. That means half the population in that area was infected. They say the outbreak would motivate Puritan minister Cotton Mather. Now, this was a slave, he was the slave owner of Onesimus. Let me keep reading. And Harvard physician Zabel Boston, Boyston, yeah, Boyston, to violate hundreds of Bostonians in the 13 colonies earliest, wait, in Boston, in the 13 colonies earliest, watch this, experiment with public inoculation. So in America, this is the first public experimentation of inoculation. Okay, watch this. Their efforts would inspire further use and research of violation, that's violation, V-A-R-I-O-L-A-T-I-O-N. That's when you take the pathogens and put it under the skin. It's a for immunizing people from smallpox, placing the Massachusetts Bay County at the epic center, listen to y'all, at the epic center of the 13 counties first inoculation debate and profoundly impacting Western society medical treatment of the disease. The outbreak also permanently changed medical and religious public discourse about disease as Boston's newspaper published various pamphlets opposing and supporting the inoculation effort. So we have very key statements here, y'all. This is why this conversation was so important that took place in Harlem. Y'all missing the whole thing. That at that debate, I wanted to bring out the African genius that changed the mindset of the 13 counties. I wanted to talk about when medicine was being debated, that the African genius was at the epic center. I'm gonna say this again. African genius was at the epic center. Well, wait a minute. What y'all saying? We didn't hear, we heard Cotton Mather's name. We didn't hear Onesimus' name, Onesimus' name. You gotta know the story. They're not putting that all in there. Let me see if I can find this in the same article. Boston, hold on. Uh, public inoculation campaign. Cotton Mathers sent the letter to Boston. Uh, let me read this. Cotton Mathers sent letters to Boston, 14 other physicians in response to the outbreak, imploring them to wage a medical campaign against smallpox by inoculating their parishioners and volunteers. Mathers had been interested in inoculation since 1715. Here you go. It's in the same source. Let me say this again. Mather had been interested in inoculation since 1715 when his slave, I don't even like, I don't even like the, the word they use with slave. When his slave Onesimus informed Mathers about procedures in Africa, which had him immune to smallpox for life. Mather, Mather read physician Emeralds. Timony description of small of, of a similar procedure witnessed while serving in Great Britain, ambassador in Turkey. So they had it in Turkey, they had a similar procedure. They also had a similar procedure in China where they used to take the scabs, right, and crush them up and they used to uh, sniff them. Okay, let me finish. The patient would, uh, hold on. Uh, hold on, witnessed several in Great Britain, ambassador in Turkey, 
the procedure Timmy, uh, Timmon called inoculation evolved dying pus, drying pus from smallpox patients and rubbing and scraping it into the skin of a healthy person. Uh, driving, uh, uh, giving them a mild case of the pox that, that uh, conferred lifetime immunity. Mather wanted to prove violation was a relatively very safe and effective procedure to protect people against smallpox. Most physicians, however, feared the possibility of smallpox fatally spreading and the social implications of deliberately infecting others. Uh, uh, Brother Reggie talked about how religion got in the way it did because they didn't want to, they felt like mixing uh, 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 like an animal DNA, I mean, not DNA, but an animal disease into humans, that was very unchristian-like. That's the same thing they brought up in the damn debate that the sister that everybody be ranting and raving about actually talked about, well, I can't believe that y'all taking an aborted feast and taking this out and putting it in the humans. And, and she made up this big word, polyogenesis, and made up all of that because she has the same mindset as these people right here. So let me remind you of what I'm saying. So we're making this very, very clear. At the beginning of this article, and I think I put it in the chat room, put it there again, it talked about Boston being the epic center of innovation of this particular brand new idea to the 13 counties. So who was really at the epic center of it? It was African genius. We can clearly prove this. So this, is, so this debate was absolutely positively about how African genius Save the damn colony once again. Why in the hell do we always save this and then we come back to debate this again? Funny, 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 brother Reggie. Yeah. So like I said, if you're anti-vaccine, you're anti-African. If you're anti-science, you're anti-African. So we had a whole room of anti-African people because they anti-science, right? And they was definitely anti-African medical science which was cutting edge. Remember, the only cure that the Christians had at this time was a good prayer from the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And some type of folklore cure or some type of snake oil medicine. The same thing that they tried to use us in the debate. They said essential oils will stop all of that. That's what they said in the debate, y'all. Absolutely. At, at, at holy water. Yeah, no, holy water. <laughs> holy water. So we got the holy water. We got all that. Yeah, that's funny, bro. So where do we go on from now? We got a, a little while longer trying to convince our people about uh, the importance of the vaccinations. And, and then we, we can uh, come back to uh, Dr. Vance Bantu and the, uh, and the Christians. And I, I don't think that that's a really big thing. That was just a debate that actually would have been settled if if the Amaras squad would have been able to have the debate, right? I think all that stuff would have been settled. Um, it, it's just that it's just this new onslaught of uh, Christianity that they now want to come in. It's very interesting. They now feel that they have the answer and they want to come in and challenge uh, science and history with poor scholarship, really poor. I'm not talking about Dr. Vince Bantu. I know what he's doing. I don't agree with him, but at least he presents something that I can follow. But we have all these spooked out Christians that just say, uh, uh, disagree with Dr. Vince Bantu without doing any research. 
right? And that's the problem with our people agreeing with people and don't even have any of the research, the information, the scholarship. And they just simply, they are onk. Here's my book again, chapter three. Magical thinking. Uh, man is, it has been said is a symbolizing animal. It is evident that at no stage of the development of civilization has men been able to dispense with symbols. Science and technology have not freed man from his dependence on symbols. Indeed, it might be argued that they have increased his need for them. That's a very profound statement. Uh, this is by Arthur Reed inside Edgar Ridley's book. This is, a, this is a problematic statement. Man, it has been said, is a symbolizing animal. It is evident at no stage in the development of civilization has man been able to dispense with symbols. Science and technology have not freed man from his dependence on symbols. Indeed, it might be argued that they have increased his need for them. So the fact of the matter is that what's happening is that man now is spooking out science. That is a very, very dangerous point that we are in when, because we cannot separate our symbolic mind from our symptomatic mind, we are now spooking out useful tools. So the tools don't do what they do, they need to be worshiped. <laughs> and, you know, our, our, our scholars look into these concepts um, and, and they come out because they see what's going on with the irrational mind, right? It, the magical thinking mind. And, and the more that you are unfocused, lazy, spooked out, magical, you are that population that will fail on this planet as a species because it's about your behavior. Your behavior is a key part of evolution. And if your behavior is spooked out, you're not going to be able to produce tools. Right. And so we have to have these sessions just to smack you like a baby coming into uh, life, being born for <laughs> you to take your first breath, that you have to get a hold of your mind. The being spooked out is not going to help you name a spooked out person. Name one of these metaphysical people. that's truly successful in doing something for our people. Name one. Yeah, Kwame, get on the panel. And let me show you how they can spook out signs. Uh, Brother Veggie is absolutely right. They spooked out signs because they thought that 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 information, that cutting edge science that the Africans bought, they thought they was practicing black magic, bro. They actually thought that they didn't know how in the hell could you take something from a cow, put it in your arm, close it up, and now you don't get the daggone a smallpox. They thought it was black magic. So this is what we understand. We understand that at the end of the day, we know what side the anti-vaccine people are in our community. We know what side 
the conscious community is on right now. And it is clear right here. This is clear. It's right in front of your face. We understand what side they have chosen. Watch this, the same document. Cotton Mathers believed inoculation was a divine gift to protect people from smallpox. The truth is the divine gift came from the African, right? And Dr. Boyston felt duty bond to protect his children and others from smallpox with inoculation. And watch this. But many contemporaries, especially regular Bostonians with no knowledge or interest for inoculation were terrified of smallpox spreading from inoculating, inoculated uh, patients. That's the same way y'all feel. Y'all are more afraid of the vaccines than you are the pathogens. And watch this, an outrage at the, uh, an outrage at the idea of deliberately infecting people, inoculation also invoked anger from dubious physicians like Dr. Douglas, who was a vehement inoculation uh, uh, opponent, who published an anti-inoculation pamphlet, right, in response to Mathis' experiment. So there you have it. Right now, our community full of black people are on this side right here. They're on the side of the anti-vaxxers because they're basically scared of the cutting edge African medicine that will later on become inoculation. I mean, my fault, vaccination. It's cutting edge medicine at the time, y'all. It's cutting edge, med cutting edge medicine right now. There's no getting around that. Like, it's incredible. Listen to the way that people speak. Look in the chat room, where you at Kwame? We can go ahead and give you that link, bro. Hey Mo, put that link in that chat room. Don't talk me to death. Don't be a hater participate. Don't talk to death. You got Brother Reggie on here. Man, we're, we're more than equipped to handle the conversation. And no, I don't have a degree in immunology, but what I do do is I read the same works and the same information that they read. Uh, Dr. Reggie just gave an example of me going into the Museum of Natural History. Was that not the Museum of Natural History, Reggie? That was the Museum of Natural History. Dealing with evolution and everything, am I correct? And that's correct. That's the uh, area in which they um, they deal with it for the public. That's correct. So which section did you take me in? Because people don't know. Brother Reggie don't take the Amaral squad work. Let me tell you what Brother Reggie be doing to the Amaral squad. I'm, a, I'm just going to call you out now right now, Reggie. Brother Reggie smiles in your face. Yeah, the Amaral squad, the Amaral squad. And he manipulates you and gets you in an environment which you claim to be good at. That's what Reggie do. If you claim you can read the matter nature, I'm going to sneak you into that damn museum. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do. And I'm going to start grabbing artifacts and see if you can read it. That's what Reggie do. If you swear you know anthropology, he's going to take you into the anthropology section with the anthropologists, with the skulls laying on the table, where you got to identify that shit. Ain't no words underneath of it. You just got to know. He's going to ease you into that, into that section with paleontologists and biologists in that section and see what you really got. That's what Brother Reggie did to me. And he's not going to tell you beforehand. He's going to ease you into that section and I'll be damned. He put me in that section. I look up. There you go, some damn paleontologists teaching the, 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 uh, the public about evolution. Yeah, sure. They, so they had a standing uh, uh, PhD uh, who was uh, interning inside the museum that was uh, handling that lab, right? And we just happened to come in at the right time when the lab was open. <laughs> and that he's there to interact with the public. 
right? And then there were some other people that like Ankh, but European, that walked into the lab. And that happens all the, that happens all the time in th these uh, museums. Um, and certainly in the Metropolitan Museum of Art, around the uh, ancient Egyptian uh, exhibit, there are always Egyptologists there. There are Egyptologists in the library. And there are people who uh, walk by, read the captions, and there's people that are actually reading, uh, you know, uh, or trying to transliterate or translate the text. And so my job, my job is to do like Dr. Joseph Ben Joe Cannon did. Dr. Ben took us to Egypt. I, I um, it's too expensive to take y'all to uh, these places, but I could take you to the museums. So we have to go back to the. Uh, Museum of Natural History. We've been to the Met many times. Now we got to look at uh, uh, evolution inside the Metropolitan, I mean, the, uh, the Museum of Natural History. You know, Aunt, they, got, they just found this new fish that, got, that has legs. They found a new one. Uh, Tillotech. Huh? Not, not, not Tillotech, right? But another, yeah, it's, another... It's, a, it's, a, it's a brand new species, okay. right? Of uh, of a fish with legs. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we really need to go back to the evolution argument. Cause you know, uh, how can I say, uh, contagious diseases and viruses and all this stuff has a lot to do with evolution. You know, uh, viruses actually impact evolution. So you have this uh, mosquito virus that's causing uh, problems. Um, uh, uh, what's happening, Reggie? It says Jabari figured out a way to take people to the actual sites. Well, you got to talk to Sahotep. They actually took people to the sites. Like, y'all must don't know who the Amaral squad is. Reggie took people to the actual sites years ago. Like, y'all don't know Brother Ben, Masi Clan warrior. He took, they went to the actual sites in South Africa. To hell with Egypt. He was in South African caves. Sister, yeah. showing ancient Africans. But, so, y'all just running y'all mouth. I just want to yeah. call you out. I, I, Oh, but here's the other thing is, now, I have had a critique of people with a limited knowledge. Uh, I'm not talking about Jabari. I'm going to leave Jabari out, right? No, they actually, no, they put him in there. I didn't put Jabari. But I'm, I'm going to leave Jabari out. There are people who are taking people with limited knowledge to Egypt on $4,000 trips. <laughs> so you and your wife is going to pay $8,000, yeah. right? And all you're going to get is just a walk around the temples. You're not going to read anything, right? They're not going to teach you. All they're going to do is give you standard history that you can get on the internet. The only difference is that you could touch the walls and maybe somehow you might glow. That's not the type of trip that I am interested in doing. What I would do is uh, take you to the museum. Like Ankh, when I take Ankh and them to a museum, it's a scholar, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's for pure scholarship, right? It's not a tour. There are a lot of uh, people that take people on tours. We're not trying to take people on tours. We are trying to, <laughs> we are trying to do scholarship. So it's very, very specific. But if you wanna go on a tour, you can go on one of these tours. But I guarantee you after the tour, you won't know anything. <laughs> I guarantee you that. 
Yeah, what's going on, Truth? Yeah, Truth actually went to an African burial ground. We got somebody in there. We appreciate that, Truth. In real time, you took people to the African burial grounds on your right. You did do that. So we got somebody in here. We got the uh, the 414. You want to say something? Then we're going to go to Brother Morpheus. Hey, yo, what's going on, y'all? What's up? Hey, yeah, I just wanted to say, man, first of all, Aunt uh, Morpheus, my man, and Reggie, I got three stout scholars right here. I never thought I'd talk to y'all, so I wanted to say that I appreciate you, Unc, in particular. Couple books you be throwing up, like that um, evolutionary evolution and the uh, origins of, of of man. I think that is. I bought that like four weeks ago. Wow, amazing, amazing book. I appreciate you a lot, man. Y'all don't know. Y'all take a lot of flack, but I feel like it's needed because you don't do good work unless you got haters following you with co your coattail. So y'all keep it up. Don't stop. I'm only 30. And since I ran into I, you, hilarious as hell too, by the way, but since I ran into you, man, you know, you, you changed my life on a scientific spout like never before. And I want to also say not everybody going to be like me because right. you got a lot of people who are indoctrinated <clears throat> like the Tazari oxen, no matter what they say, you could say Darwin's evolution, whatever, scientific theory, whatever you have, you want to say, they never going to agree with y'all for the simple fact they doctrine tell them not to. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. To me, I'm speaking personally. I got a cousin who loved the Bible and I could tell him anything about dark photons, anything like that. And he'll look at me like I'm fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because he don't understand. He don't want to understand. So I just wanted to say that. Just add that in. Well, we appreciate you. When hey, you just to... Um, just to, just to just to chime in for a little bit, man. Um, a very famous entertainer from Jamaica called me, and um, he's trying his best. He's he's on an anti-Abrahamic faith mission, and he said to me, he's a little bit into Egypt and stuff. He said, I don't know if the ancestors sent you, brother, but I think you're the right man to push this concept in Jamaica because these rastas out here about to kill me. So I said, why you think they're not going to kill me too? <laughs> Don't think I'm going to come and be like, I ain't going to mess with this guy. But he did say something that I thought was very alarming. Yeah, yeah, Zane. He said, Garfield, I'm building a temple in Jamaica. And I want you to be the main speaker out of that temple. But not a temple in the sense of a church. It's a temple in the sense of awakening the people from the spell that they're under. Don't mean to use Dr. York's line about spells, but um, it's funny that um, that I come to this community and they've never shown me as much love as this brother has shown me. So this brother is willing to open up his YouTube channel, over 200,000 people on it. He's willing to open up his Facebook listeners. He's known internationally. He's willing to open up his connections to make sure that whatever I'm pushing is reaching to as much people as possible. So I want to give a shout out to the brother. I ain't going to call his name out loud, but me and the brother right now, we, we connecting hard and people been trying to let me and him connect for the longest. And I think he was supposed to have a debate with Zion Lex. And he saw my video with Zion Lex. I said, bro, yo, he's done. <laughs> he's done once he saw that video. And, and, I'm, and I'm saying it loud right now. We now have a new platform that we could use to, to get whatever we getting out. 
a new form of audience, a new people that needs to hear what I'm saying, what Unk is saying, and all this stuff is saying. Well, that's amazing when it becomes yeah. grassroots. That's that's amazing. But, you know, Jamaica is a very, very tough place uh, because of their heritage of the so-called uh, Maroons and Rastas and, uh, you know, and in their very, very, uh, how can I say, magical thinking people. It's a lot of, uh, um, and there are a few people with education, but the it's an oppressed, it's an oppressed place. It's a very, very oppressed place. Um, it's poor. There are people with money, but the majority of the people, it's an island, right? So uh, if we could, but there are, of course, great Africans in Jamaica. So Garfield, listen, listen, um, you, you, you is a person young or old who's who, is a person that you're dealing with is it young or old he's around he's around our age group okay uh, because you know so he's because... a famous he's a famous entertainer so you know he's in the he's in the music business so he's and he's supposed to have a debate with um pastor jennings and he went on the stage and pastor jennings was was kind of acting acting like he didn't want to debate so he kicked him off the mic in jamaica it was kind of crazy but He's anti-religion and, you know, he, he feels, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's a good outlet for us. And I think I'm going to do what I can do to bring the information to the people in Jamaica as much as possible, you know? Okay. Well, Jamaican needs tools. That's what the people need. They need, they need science and they need tools, right. To change their life. Right. And, 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 the the entertainment is a great come up, right? But um, at, at the end of the day, in order, this is a nation state, right? Um, um, Jamaica, and they need tools to survive. Uh, and and so, uh, look, we, we we welcome having conversation with him. Um, we 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 welcome having conversation with him if he comes to uh, New York. We like to take him around the museum so he could see the uh, are artifacts, and uh, it's just that you know Jamaica is also a very violent place. People are very, very, very connected to their uh, worldview, and they will kill you on the spot for disagreements, right? And that's a that's a that's a, one of the negative things about our people. They won't have some people won't have a conversation with you. you uh, uh, Garfield, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. And yeah, it's crazy. They're not gonna have a they're not gonna have a conversation uh, with you um, at all um, on 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 things that go against their religion and their culture, right? And we have these island mentalities. Hey, have island. y'all ever heard? Have y'all ever have y'all ever heard of Annie Palmer in Jamaica? True story. Supposed to know Annie Palmer. Yeah, anybody in the audience know who Annie Palmer is outside of Jamaicans? Not Jamaicans. Outside of Jamaicans, anybody know who Annie Palmer is? Anybody in the audience know who Annie Palmer is? Because the girl who won Miss, the girl who entered the Miss Universe contest, they kind of beat her up because not the one that won Miss World, the girl that won Miss was um, Miss Jamaica Universe, and she came like fifth. She was a slave master, Annie Palmer. And the girl wore a dress in honor of Annie Palmer. 
And mm. um, they thought it was a disrespect to the culture for the girl to do that. But when you hear Annie Palmer and, and the history of Annie Palmer, you just laugh about the whole story. You know what I'm saying? But it's about this woman. If you go near her house right now, they say the ghost will rise up and all this craziness. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the Rose Hall. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, Rose Hall, right. The, the Witch of Rose Hall. Yeah, those who vacation in Jamaica know about it too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> we spooky in Jamaica, baby. We spooky. But listen, I'm back. I was um I was out with the family and um I do want to switch up the conversation a little bit. Um I think the old testament has some um and by the way, Don La, if you if you if you're in the audience at work, man, come back on and let's talk about this Bisra and, and Taharka. Let's finish up that conversation. We need some people who opposes us, and I don't I don't want people to feel funny coming on here like we're going kick them out and all that stuff. I want to get people- Don't off the damn thing when I was trying to stop. I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was in my feelings. I was in my feelings. My man, Reggie was like, yeah, get them off. I was like, no, man, we, we had- Everybody, everybody was like, kick him out. Everybody in the chat was like, kick him out. No, we never listened to the peanut gallery, bro. Facts, I took Obia bath and my case was washed away. All right, bro. How are you, bro? Hook me, up, hook me up with that. Let's see if it works for my cases. I got a bunch of cases. Let's go. Who said that? Who said that, God? Kwame, oh, man. man. Your boy, your boy Kwame, man. Let me read that. Where you at, Kwame? Read that. He read said, facts. <laughs> I took Obia bath. My case was washed away. Let me see. How about how about the small pox with the chicken pox? Did it work for that? Please respond, Mr. Kwame. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. Where is that? Kwame, Mayat, Nime. Okay, you made that up. Mental Hotep. You just mixed all kind of cultures together. Facts. I took an OB bath. My cases was washed away. Yeah, and your brain cells got washed away too while you was at it. Now he said it he's, now he's saying it's a joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, man. Many people said it took bath and shit happened for them. All right, yo, McGee, that was a good joke there, Kwame. I thought you really believed that, bro. Cause you're all a little anti-vaccine there, bro. We don't know when you're joking and when you're not. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we put that, yeah. put, put Marcus, that. What's up, what's up, Marcus? You know what the thing with the vaccines are, man? It's the, it's the same religious thinking. Yep. And what I mean by that is religious thinking is that the problem with people with vaccines are they looking for a hundred percent of guarantee, right? They want a hundred percent of guarantees, which is like the like I said, the religious community. Because of human nature, human nature take they 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 take comfort in things that they think are guaranteed, like like heaven and you know, when I die, I'm gonna go to heaven. So that gives them some sort of comfort. So when we look at vaccines and people look at the numbers. And say, okay, well, if 10,000 people get vaccinated and 50 people have a, a, a bad reaction, they don't like those odds. But what they want to hear is that nobody has no bad reactions. So they're looking for 100% guarantee. And that's the issue with vaccines because they don't want to deal with those type of odds or numbers. And that's because that's the same religious thinking that I'm saying. But people are looking for a hundred percent of guarantees. So what they do is they negate the uh, uh, the ten thousand or the, or nine thousand and five that work for, right, and or whatever. And you get fifty people who may have a bad reaction, 
right? And then they go on the conspiracy thing because us as black people, man, we love conspiracy. Oh, we yo, we love a good conspiracy. We love conspiracies. You know what I mean? And um, uh, uh, that's what you're looking at when you're looking at the uh, uh, uh the anti-vaccine people. When you actually analyze, it's the same religious mentality where people want a hundred percent of guarantees. That's my view. That's right. Peace, Morpheus. Oh, peace, bro. <laughs> Master Scholar Morpheus, boy. We be having some fun, me and Morpheus, boy, in the back chat, boy, examining this information. Morpheus and I'm Morpheus's go-to guy. He's my go-to guy. We sit back <laughs> like old men <laughs> and look at this stuff. But I, I I have some real good stuff on this uh, Christianity stuff that's mind blowing. But I will uh, I'm I'm gonna give it to Garfield, but I'm gonna let you see it first. I gotta see that. I, yo, I already know. I already know it's gonna be some. Uh, whew, I tell you, yo, yo, in, in, in this world today, you gotta be real careful because you could be dead right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can be dead right and say the wrong thing and go. Uh, go to the next life, but I I got them really really good. This is incredible. Be dead right. <laughs> I got them. I I got them real good. But yeah yeah that that Doctor Ben too boy yesterday boy. Who boy? Who? When you was on with him, he was like, oh my god, I I I, I can see him like, oh man, don't do it to me, bro, don't do it to me. Saul was keeping you off of him. He was protecting him. <laughs> Sarnetta was protecting Dr. Bento? Yeah, he was protecting him when you was on with him. When you was on and when Garfield, when Garfield came over, they was like, yo, don't nobody debate him. Yo, don't debate him. I'm like, I'm like yo, why you protecting this guy, man? <laughs> uh, well, there's there's more to it. So when I show, when I show you what I'm going to show you, uh, it's, it's going to be a wrap. Um, and if I, I don't want to, I don't really want to have a conversation with Dr. Vince Bantu on it because, you know, I, I do respect him and I, I don't want to, uh, have a problem, but there's a big, uh, there's a major oversight that's going on. And when I show it to you, you're going to, you're going to, uh, figure it out. But, um, look, there's an opportunity to the people. There's an opportunity at this time to not spend a whole lot of money but to go to the museums with us, right? Um, this is how we, uh, it's the libraries and the museums, right? Come to the museums with us, right? Come to the libraries with us, right? Let us get you a library card, right? So that you could do some of this work yourself instead of relying solely on electronic uh, searches, which is good. Um, they they are good, but at some point you got to see the primaries, and so these these uh, these conversations and these debates sometimes they're not won on screen. They're won after you further research what a person says because they're supposed to give you sources. So anytime I'm arguing with someone and they're dead on a point, at some point you got to show me a source. If you don't show me your source, you can you can cry, you can scream, you can yell, you could call uh, my sources uh, 
um, suspect. You can, but where's your source? Where's your source? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we at. When, when you get your reg, where you see us going in twenty twenty, man? You say what? Where do you see us going in twenty twenty? Well, first, I want to address something. True Storian says the Met don't take library cards, Negro. Okay, so um, I don't know if True Storian is talking to me, but um, I have a Met library card. So I'm going to show I'm going to show my Met library card. Okay, so I'm going to show my Metropolitan Museum of Art library card. Um, because I, I don't know if he's true story is talking to me. I, I don't I don't know. And normally, you know, true story would be playing around, but uh, I am going to I think you're joking, man. He's just huh? joking. He just joking. Yeah, no, I'm, that's why uh, 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 that's why I uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to uh, say the Metropolitan Museum has of Art. All libraries, all museums have libraries. Why? Because the museums, the libraries substantiate the collection of the uh, of the museums. So without a library, the museums uh, artifacts don't make any sense, right? So I, I just want to let y'all know that. Um, put on my screen. Let's start video. Um, yeah, yeah, here, here. So this is my card. Let me make sure my code is not on here because you people are, you gotta be careful with some trifling people. But this is my card, right? This is my library card to the Metropolitan Museum of Art where I pull documents that have primaries. And if you ever see my work, on the Medunetra, you know I pull documents with primaries, right? So, but uh, you have to be able to get this card to do that. To And the Metropolitan Museum of Art is a world-class museum. One of the uh, 20 or so major museums in this world, right? And if you want, next time I go, maybe I videotape myself going into the, uh, the library for you. I think I did one time, but I'll do it again. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the Metropolitan Museum of Art has a library to substantiate its collection. So when artifacts are brought in, it's usually in a bulletin, and there's usually an exhibition, and that's how we, and then there is some type of commentary on the uh, on the art, and every piece in the Metropolitan Museum of Art is valued in half a million to million dollars. These are classic one of a kind pieces. These are classic one of a kind pieces, and so that's the work that I do. So the 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 stuff that's on display um, is one thing. There's a lot of material that's not on display. But, but you can find out where it is in the library. 
So uh, look, I mean, I don't, I, I still give museum tours, Morpheus, but, uh, and you've been on uh, my museum tour, but I don't give them too much anymore. What I'm working on now is a master's tour with Professor Small, so that Professor Small can take you uh, around the museum with, uh, you know, with with people like myself. And uh, so, if you ever wanted to uh, uh, direct teachings from a master teacher like Professor Small, uh, you can uh, notify him, and he'll put you on a list. And you can walk the museum with uh, Professor Small and um, and myself. So we're doing uh, uh, smaller tours that are educational, not just, sorry, uh, studies. We're doing museum studies, not tours. So if you have Professor Small's contact, uh, email him and say that you want a, uh, a, private, uh, a private study with Professor Small. And that way you can ask him questions on the fly. It's a one of a lifetime uh, opportunity. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's affordable. That's gonna be good. That's gonna be good. So, uh, 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 how's your metanetic come in, uh, Morpheus? Killing me, teacher. You're killing me, teacher. <laughs> how, how's the how's the metanetic coming, huh? Well, if you go to Reggie, you're gonna get a hard time, man. Reggie be using them big words on us. Um, no, Morpheus will tell you, Morpheus, how how fast can you learn the metanetic? He's got a system. He's got a system that's very, very comprehensible. Uh, 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 learning metanetic. He got. A, he's got a system that's actually. I'm surprised at how easy I'm catching on with the system that he has. Right. So, is there a, for example, is there a king's name that you don't think that you can translate, or a word that you don't think that you can transliterate? No. <laughs> huh? Not now. <laughs> right. So I've 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 been working on Brother Morpheus teaching him the uh, Medunecha, uh, and we we got a couple more lessons. So why uh, you ain't, why you ain't tell us you taught Zion Lex, man? Why you ain't tell us that part, man? Because I did not. Mm. Because I, I I tell Zion Lex all the time, you know, uh, they, they I I would like to teach him the Medunecha. I would I would really like to teach him the metanetra. You know why? Because so many of my close friends who can learn the metanetra from me, they don't want to learn the metanetra from me. They don't want to go to the museum with me, right? So um, sometimes I like just to see what happens, you know, when you put a gun in somebody's hand. <laughs> so uh, if y'all keep not... Uh, wanting to learn the metanetra from me, I will go ahead and teach Zion Lex my version of the metanetra. <laughs> so, but that's because of y'all, because y'all don't want to, uh, you know, y'all don't want to learn, right? Y'all would rather go to the museum and see the artifacts and not be able to read it than to learn, than to go with me and, and see me read it. I hear you, I hear you. All right, so let's um, move the topic a little bit before we get off the air. It's 1.28 p.m. I don't know how much time Ankh and Reggie got, but I do want to say moving forward, I think um, it's time we lay a lot of things to rest. And I think one of the, the hypocrisies I find with some of us who debate 
you know, how can we say, you know, um, you know, we're running around saying we follow the consensus of scholarship. And then when it comes to certain things that the consensus says, we ignore it. And I think um, one of the things I saw with the debate with Bantu and Jabari, he keeps mentioning Augustine and this guy and that guy. But these are people who push out Jesus's real doctrine. I would stay away from those type of witnesses because I don't want to use a witness that's going to impeach what I'm trying to give to the people. So if Augustine believes, whether he's black, brown, red, or yellow, and he's going around saying that Jesus is real, I can't use him. If I'm pushing, Jesus ain't real. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. I can't use Justin Martyr when Justin Martyr is saying that Jesus existed. You know what I'm saying? I can't use those people in, in, in my impeachment argument. Is that I'm going to use the church fathers? I'm not going to use the church fathers. You know, is that I'm going to sit on, is that I'm going to sit on the information that they have and accept it? I'm not going to accept it. And I think, I think um, a lot of people run from, run from that type of information because we just, we just so, we just so religious, man. It's like, we hold on to everything. Like it, it has to be true. Dr. Ben said it, it has to be hundred percent true. I don't care if you, you, what you say, Dr. Ben said it, who are you? You ain't write 40 books. So how you write? What do you say to that, Reg? Or Unc? Well, I think that a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, how can I say, mis make Dr. Yosef Ben Jokanan mysterious. A lot of people have not read his work or any of his works. And certainly a lot of people didn't know him. So I, 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 I said that to the point, the point is that you yourself have to show and prove uh, if you mention Dr. Ben, you have to show why what you're mentioning about Dr. Ben is relevant and you have to show your information. Like you can't just quote Dr. Ben to me. You can't talk to Dr. Ben um, to me, right? Because I would know who you were, right? So you don't, you don't, that's the whole part of where people began to not like me because there were a lot of people who were saying that they had these relationships that they did not have. And I just waited and waited. I was patient. And then it went a little bit too far. It went a little bit too far. I met Dr. Ben when I was uh, 22. Dr. Ben was already in his uh, uh, 60s and Dr. Clark was in his 70s when I, when I met them. Uh, and so that means there a lot of the other people, and I'm 54. So a lot of people, other people were in high school at best and some people in junior high school. So don't quote Dr. Ben if you haven't really worked, read his work. It, just show me what you know and show me your sources. That's all. Where Ankh at? You hiding, man? You talked about Dr. Ben, you hiding? Where you at, Ankh? I ain't hiding. You know, I'll glorify Dr. Ben's work, yo. Dr. Ben was trying to give us uh, the rudimentary understanding of how to get to black history. And that's through the, um, you know, the origins of homo sapiens sapiens. You can't even start to talk about black history or African history until you deal with that key question uh, of biological human evolution. And so Dr. Ben actually did that. Uh, John, John Jackson, uh, um, you know, he, he, you know, I think that was Dr. Ben teaching. Am I right or wrong there, Brother Reggie? That one is teachers of what? The, who? John Jackson. Uh, 
Well, uh, John Jackson was Dr. John Henry Clark's mentor. And, and Dr. Ben met John Jackson because of Dr. Clark. Okay. Thank you for putting that in powerful perspective. And so John Jackson taught uh, evolution. Uh, get the book. Um, God, man, and... Yeah, man, God, and civilization. And he wrote it in such an order. Man is first. God, then civilization, God damn it. You got to have a man, man being inclusive, male and females, for all y'all spooked out people, to even conceptualize a God, right? That doesn't mean it's scientific. Like, stop it. Like, man, there is no text written that, you know, would remotely suggest that it actually came from God. Men say that, and no one's being honest in this community. Men said that the word of God was inspired. So Bantu and all of them Christian guys, you would have to admit that it was man that said the books were inspired by God, not the other way around. <laughs> so anyway, Dr. Ben and them was trying to give us a deep understanding and a deep technical reason of why they were saying that the African was the first on planet Earth. And the only way to prove and verify this is through evolution. So it's very quackery to me, right? Super quackery when you say the African was the first people, but yet you deny biological human evolution. It's very, uh, that is crazy to me. And it makes absolutely no sense to say the African was first and then have no way of proving it. You're just talking us to death at this point. So you only know that answer based off of biological human evolution, uh, which Charles Darwin uh, 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 was one of the first people to actually say uh, Charles Darwin and Albert Churchwood. First people to get us out of that biblical paradigm. Y'all find this very, very interesting. They broke away from the biblical paradigm and Bishop, uh, 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 what's his name, Usher. Bishop Usher talked about the origin of humanity was based off of, I think it was August the 1st, something crazy, or, or January the 1st, or July the 1st, in 4004 BCE, and he had it at nine o'clock in the morning. Look it up, Bishop Usher, right? Talks about how the whole world started then. Um, so Albert Churchwood, Charles Darwin was saying, no, right, it started in Africa. They went against the racist approach to try to make Piltdown Man and all of them act like it was yours. Pilt Look up the, fo the fossil find Piltdown Man, look that up. And how science, or people within science tried to put together an ape mantle, which is a bone, jaw bone, and the human skull and peeled down Europe and say that was the first uh, humanities right there. So science corrected science. The article was published in 19, I think it's, damn, 1904 or 18, I think it was 1903, I got it, it came back, 1903. This peeled down thing was published in the Journal of Nature, but guess what? They had a responding letter in the Journal of Nature. So when they was trying to promote the misinformation, science spoke on it immediately. Now it didn't get overturned till like 40 years later, but at least science actually spoke on the matter to overturn that. And so this is the legacy that John Jackson and, 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 and John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben was actually leaving us, no matter what you say. They had fun with the religion part because they knew how people was, but they was wanting to give us a legacy we can actually critique the statements that we were making. That is the legacy of Dr. Ben. And guess what, y'all? They hated Dr. Ben for that. Right now in this day, we have elders that'll talk that Dr. Ben nonsense 
but will never teach you what he teach. You know why they won't teach you what he taught? Because it would go against their message and what they're teaching. I'm gonna say this again. They talk that I love Dr. Ben bullcrap, right? But they'll never show you what Dr. Ben taught. I'm gonna say it one more time. They'll talk that we love Dr. Ben, we love Dr. Ben. But they will never tell you that he did not believe in God. And they will never tell you that he supported Sir Charles Darwin, because that's what Dr. Ben called him, Sir Charles Darwin, right? He also supported uh, biological human evolution because you can read his, read the two books, uh, uh, um, Nile Valley Civilization, right? And uh, uh, Africa, the mother of Western civilization. It's the treaties uh, on evolution. Those first chapters, right around Reggie, man, you had a good one with that one, Reggie. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct. And I, I was there to see it with my own eyes. Dr. Dr. Yosef Ben Joe Cannon did not give any air in the room to those people that call themselves comedic. <laughs> he never gave them air in the room. They never, first of all, he was the master. So they never performed a, they, they, they always had to ask permission to perform a ceremony <laughs> if they wanted to perform a ceremony and Dr. Ben would never really give them any credit. And I, uh, I don't care who someone's master teacher is. I was there in the room. <laughs> you could, you could go back. You could see brother Reggie in 1986, 87 mm -hmm. in a video with Dr. Ricchetti and Dr. Joseph Ben Jokanen in 86 and 87. You could go back and see that. Right. And I'm going to tell you that um, prior to Dr. Ricchetti coming, none of us really knew the matter nature, right? And it was only after 86 that we started studying, but people had Budge's books and they were reading Budge's books like it was the Bible. And Dr. Ben gave them no air in the damn room, right? Mm -hmm. So they could say whatever they wanna say and, and now everybody's older, right? But I was there and my elders was there and you've heard Dr. Um, I did a video with Dr. Um, Dr. Leonard Jeffries and me talking about some of the old days and Professor Small was there also. Of course he was there, right? So this comedic stuff has, has arisen after the death of Dr. Joseph Ben Cannon in a large way, not while Dr. Ben was alive. Not, not, not when Dr. Ben was alive, right? So, so it's all brand new, and it's a religion. And 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 um, you know, uh, uh, my my, I have uh, you know, you know, you see me debate the comedic people, and I mean the comedic people should just stop with me. They should just stop. They should just tap out, right? This is not about uh, creating a new religion. It's about understanding what our ancestors actually uh, thought, the philosophy, and learning from them. It's not trying to create, their, recreate their mistakes. Their mistakes. Their mistakes. It's about yeah. learning and trying to take it further. So they should just stop with me. I mean, they always, you know, give me the, the funny face. It's like, like I'm betraying them. They don't I'm like Dr. Ben, Reggie, because huh? they, they don't like Dr. Ben. Dr. No, they never liked Dr. Ben. He they, was a they real wanted... black atheist. He did not believe in God, and they won't tell you that. They try to skate around it and play that yeah, game. You know what? Hey, 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 Reg, you know what? I think uh, 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 
both of y'all just dropped a bomb right now that kind of, I think, went past a lot of people had uh, when you talk about what Dr. Ben believed, because a lot of people uh, uh, really don't know that, right, that he was an atheist, right? A lot of people don't know that, and a lot of people think that, like, first yourself, because you teach about a particular subject, people take that you believe in the subject of what you're teaching. That's you know? correct. And, and, and people make that mistake. And because you teach about it, you're able to read it, and you're trying, they think that you subscribe to the same, you know, of very same of what you're teaching about. And I think, I, I, I think that's something that really needs to be cleared up because a lot of people out here that do subscribe to the, first of all, I call it fret. Right, they they accept Kemet and fragments, okay? Correct. By fragments, they take in pieces that appeal to them. They take pieces that make them feel good, and they take pieces of Kemet, so it's fra it's fragmented, right? But they don't really indulge themselves uh, uh, or merge themselves in trying to understanding the uh, the culture uh, uh, and the philosophy or psychology of that particular civilization. They're taking fragments from it that they like. You know what I mean? And um, uh, so if, you, if I was to ask you today, but you, you, you kind of answered the question, what would Dr. Ben think about all these shrines, you know, comedic people with their shrines and high priests and whatever, you know, what they uh, call themselves today. What would Dr. Ben think about that? But you kind of answered the question, but I kind of think it went over people's heads. Uh, he would be dismissive of it. First of all, Dr. Ben would look at you as a man and ask you what you know, right? And, you know, very few people really know the things that they, they purport to know. Uh, Dr. Ben comes from a system uh, he comes from a system of education and he has, he has been a Mason. He has been a number of different, um, in the different types of, uh, uh, societies. And he has, uh, talked to some of the best, the top scholars of his, uh, his generation. So the fact of the matter is you start peeling back people to say, well, what do you know? Is it who you are is what I taught you or what you gleaned from what you thought I taught you, but you're not in any of these um, societies. So I know, I generally know when people started going to Egypt. I went to Egypt in 1987. Yeah, in 1987, I went to Kemet. Um, I, and I know lots of people didn't go until the 90s, right? They said they didn't have to go. Right, and they get upset when I start talking about when I start talking about this, right? Because they wish I would just disappear. But I, uh, um, so Dr. Ben will look at you as a man and as a scholar. And Dr. Ben was a junior scholar. John John Henry Clark was the master scholar. Let's not get it twisted. Dr. John Henry Clark was the master scholar, and then John Henry Clark was under John Jackson and a number, Arthur Schomburg, and a number of great, great uh, scholars. So there is generations of scholarship, Chancellor Williams, right? Dr. Ben had a specialty in ancient Egypt, uh, 
But Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, they will look at you and smile and ask you, who are you? And who are your mentors? Now, most of these master scholars today, ask them who their mentors are. <laughs> ask them who their mentors are. How do oh, they know man. what the hell they know? Huh? Oh, man. Oh, man. And it stops. Hey, man. I think Reggie's bringing more haters to my channel, yo. I don't know hey, if Reggie's coming on today. But look at his face. Look at his. Look at Reggie's face. Look at Reggie's face, hey, yo. Look at Reggie's face, Pabby. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Reggie said Dr. Ben didn't give the Egypt people any air in the room. No. So when did they become the authorities? When did the believers in the God thing become prevalent? It happened after the great Dr. Ben passed and John Henry Clark. That never was the focus because they understood that anybody could make up God. They understood that knowing about God wouldn't help you understand your origins and where you came from. It would really confuse you and baffle you. It wouldn't give you a clear picture of the human aspect of who the Egyptians were and who the West Africans were. Dr. Ben said the Egyptians did what all people did. They made mistakes. They did all types of things. They killed people. They murdered people. They robbed. They stole. They did all that. Now, there's levels to it. But he was thinking, you know, that they was human beings like everybody else. Some fake priesthood, I'm not going to say what, some corny African-American Christian cult came in and took away all of that after Dr. Ben and them passed. Yes. So, so it was Don Jackson who was leading the way in the Harlem History Club, right? It was Hubert Harris. Hubert Harris is a noted atheist. John Jackson is a noted atheist. Now, I didn't hear Dr. Ben use the word atheist, but he was like, God, I don't believe in God at all. You never hear John Clinton Clark talk about God. They wasn't practicing no particular African spirit. They wasn't doing none of that. That's the cloth I'm cut from. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at them. I got it from them. That's the best weapon we got going. Now, all of a sudden, it's the Egyptian cults that are popping up. Oh, I'm an Egyptian priest. I can lie to my brothers. I can still organize uh, uh, debates and still be an Egyptian priest guy. I can cry, they're messing with me. And all of you will fall for it because you're not scientific literate and you don't care about a person's character. You just care about seeing them on Sardinetta TV or seeing them on the Dagger Squad, or seeing them on our, you don't care about the truth. You don't want to have the tools to figure it out for yourself. You want to be stuck in belief. It was the belief that got your ass enslaved. Uh, it, it, it was. I, I do want to add something, Ankh, you're not going to be, a, you're not going to be uh, happy with this, but for the record, I just want to be clear so that the, so, so when the groups come at my neck. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> When the groups come at my neck, I want to be crystal clear. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Joseph Benjo Cannon had uh, a relationship with Infidisi Jehudimas. He is the only one from that whole group that I said Dr. Joseph Benjo Cannon had a closer relationship with. What about Shamas? What about Shamas? He uh, he had a relationship with Samaj, but it wasn't a, a it wasn't a teacher. It wasn't a close relationship. It was not a close relationship at all. No. Yeah, I know he did have a relationship with Infidisi. I'm I'm not 
I'm never mad at the truth, uh, um, um, Reggie. Yeah, it's not. It's so, not. So, so uh, yes, I'm not displeased with that uh, fact. Like Ashrod Quasi, is not uh, of the. How can I say? He's more of a teacher, a scholar, a tour leader. He is not necessarily religious. Anthony Browder is also. What do you mean by what do you mean by, what do you mean by a tour leader? What are you saying, man? What are you saying? Bro? Oh, what are you really saying, bro? What After saying, no, Doctor Doctor oh, Joseph. Part man. of Doctor Joseph Benjo Cannon's uh, work was taking people to ancient Egypt, and at some point, Doctor Ben got elderly and started having a series of heart attacks. Asra Kwesi was uh, an understudy of Dr. Ben for doing the tours. He helped okay, Dr. Okay, ben organize okay. the tours and he took over the tours. He took All over. Right. Quick question, because I want I want to get you in some trouble now. Now, Ray Hagans, Asra Kwesi was mad with him because he's like, yo, you're taking money out my pocket, nigga. There we go. You're taking money out my pocket. So who's, who's, who's Jabari taking money out of whose pocket? That's what I want to know. Well, I'll get to Ray Hagan. So Ray, Ray Hagan is, uh, uh, as Asra Kwesi's uh, student or someone who joined that uh, system under Asra Kwesi. So Asra, so uh, so Ray Hagans is a, a a lower neophyte on the on. He's a lower neophyte of the of the, the knowledge. Proud, so proud yeah, no. So he's uh, anybody who wants to learn from him. There's some things that you can learn, but you're really learning from his. Uh, Dr. Ashwell Kwesi. So what trouble are you trying to get me into? So how did Jabari get into this? Was Jabari under Dr. Ben? And yes, Jabari is, uh, Jabari chose of all the elders, uh, uh, Brother Samaj to be his direct elder. But he of course knew Dr. Ben and, and Dr. Dr. Clark, Clark because both Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark, of course, Dr. Ben taught at Cornell University, right? Mm -hmm. um, and James Turner was a, you know, a great friend of a great student of Dr. Clark and uh, and he got Dr. Ben in Cornell, Dr. James Turner and Dr. James Turner was the head of uh, Jabari's program. So, yes, Jabari knew and uh, knew them and had his own personal relationship uh, with them. But I had a community relationship and I'm much older than he is. Oh, okay. Hey, let me ask you this, right? Um, the 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 guy. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, somebody keeps saying Doctor Ben said. Um, Sonnet that said Doctor Ben said he was an African and a Hebrew. We gotta understand though. Doctor Ben. Doctor Ben. When he when he there, remember he grew out of that man. He said it in his early days. He wrote books, the history of 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 the um the Hebrews and. He blackened it up a little bit. Yeah, he was with the commandment he keepers. Yeah, he yeah, was they, with the commandment like, keepers. We, we the black Jews. And those are 1970s books, man. I've I, I seen Dr. Ben Seattle's own mouth. I don't know no God. Then we got him on video saying, you want to find heaven? Go between the woman's legs. Black woman's Come on, legs. Man. Come on, yeah. man. Like, people go back grabbing those, those, those type of sayings and things. That's like me uh, saying what God felt. Uh, 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 I knew Garfield when he was 18, and this is what Garfield thought in 718. Now, when I talked to Garfield at 30 something, I got, you know, your, your perspectives and things change, you've grown. But if I keep going back to when you was 18 and holding to what you thought and said at 18, and those people who were grabbing those, 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 those old books, that was early in his evolution. That's what they're doing. 
No, 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 no. I'm going to play the video for y'all. Dr. Ben clearly said when he was writing We the Black Jews, he was benefited with that book. He also gives you a detail of when he was growing up. He was Jewish because he ain't had no choice. Okay? In his household, he had absolutely no choice. And Dr. Ben tells the story. Let's make this clear. He emphatically says he had a friend. His best friend was a Christian. And his best friend was outside playing and got kicked in the groin. His best friend went to the hospital and actually died from that. Dr. Ben wanted to attend the funeral of his best friend. His father would not allow him to go to the funeral. Mm. Dr. Ben asked his father, why can't I go to the funeral? He said, because we don't practice that. He a Christian, we don't deal with that. From that moment on, Dr. Ben says out of his mouth, he could not wait until he got out of his house. And from that point on, he was never believing he was a Jew and had nothing to do with that. That is what the man said out of his mouth. I refuse to allow people later on with all kinds of religious persuasion and all that foolery to take away from what that man said. You cannot hold him accountable for what he did in his mother and father's house. They feed him, they clothe him, they shelter him. Dr. Ben says his mother was his God. He believed in no other God, just like me. The only God I ever known was my mother and my father. After that, I don't know they clothed me, they fed me, they sheltered me. And that was the essential statement that brought me to real black atheism. That's the thing that actually shook me, that you know nothing until you realize your mother is feeding you and clothing you. You know nothing about nothing. You only know what your parents give you. Okay, so let's keep, let's keep that in the mind. I wanna add something and it's very important um, that I add this. No, um, what you yeah, say about it's, it, it's, it's very important that I add this. Um, look at what a professor points you to, his work. Be very careful about uh, personal lives because people make up stories. So there's lots of, uh, because I'm very close to my elders, there's lots of things that I know about people being human beings, right? Um, Dr. Ben's opponents always attack him for his uh, personal life and things that are true that he said personally and, and not. Don't be very careful about, uh, you know, listen to what someone says about their personal life, look at their work. And it's their work that's, uh, no, that you should have character, but it's your work that is the thing that's most important about it. And so, you know, we can argue back and forth because, you know, um, you know, I work with uh, Patrick DeLises and uh, Brother Carr, um, <laughs> Brother Carr, Greg Carr, and Dr. Beatty, and and others, and we work to uh, to do a biography for uh, Dr. Ben for his, uh, uh, you know, for for the funeral proceedings, the the, the proceedings of his um, of of. You know, and, and so there are a lot of things that we had to deal with as far as attacks as to what Dr. Ben said out of his own mouth that he was just at his credentials and stuff like that. So I think everybody knows that. But uh, but look at his work, his work, he put on paper what his thoughts were and, 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 and his thoughts did not change too much from his paper. His, his personal character, uh, look, um, you know, we all have problems with how people perceive us in life. But when you write something down and you, you have a piece of work, 
then that that lives after you. That lives after you. I'll stop. And, hey, uh, let me uh, let me get my Christian brother in here, man. Courtney Thompson. What's up, Courtney? I'll mute your mic, man. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on, Garfield? Yeah, I was just wondering uh, because I was in earlier, and uh, when you guys first started talking or whatever, I wanted to know what. How did Brother Reggie describe what the Targums were? Because like, I thought I heard him say. Yeah, so they these were um, uh, liturgy or script um, scriptures and prayers uh, that were, uh, that uh, the people, you could say that they are Hebrews coming out, uh, living in Babylon uh, coming out of Babylon or, or, or practicing as they reassemble uh, some of their thoughts and add new thoughts with syncretism. So the, tar the Targums are uh, scriptures. They are the scriptures that were, uh, were oral traditions, that they used oral traditions that were not, uh, not yet uh, written down. So anytime they say with, it's according to the scriptures, according to the scriptures, they're talking about their experience in uh, Babylon. Okay. Um, and it's in Aramaic. So it's a, it's a, it's in, and now, now it's in Aramaic. Talmud? Huh? You're referring to the Talmud? No, I'm not referring to the Talmud. I'm preferring, I'm, yeah, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not uh, referring to that. I'm talking I'm, I'm talking about the, uh, the, 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 you say you're talking about the Targums, but a lot of the stuff you're saying about the Targums isn't even what the Targums are. For example, I would say, along with just about any mainstream Judaic scholar, uh, the Targums are paraphrases and translations into Aramaic of the Hebrew scripture. Okay. Like Jonathan Targum, and he like has a whole section about Isaiah 53. Uh, okay. So do you have any, do you have any, here's the thing, the, 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 the way that the Hebrews or the Can Canaanites got into uh, Babylon was because of the um, uh, uh, the Syrians and the Babylons. So the time period that they were in Babylon, right? And there has never been any evidence of Hebrew scripture prior to to this Babylon uh, invasion. And there's no been no uh, no real composite book of any Hebrew work within Babylon. And so what you're saying to me sounds good, but it's really, um, how can I say, you, you cannot, you're trying to, are you trying to say to me that the, um, that the Hebrew scriptures were, or they weren't oral tradition and they were written in no, Hebrew? I'm saying that they were written, yes, they were in Hebrew, but because the people had lost their spoken language. Correct. In light of the diaspora. Yeah, they were using Aramaic, and Aramaic, even yes. though it's a phonetic language, is different. They yeah, have different words, they have different grammar, 
and yet we can even uh, analyze the Semitic dialect of Aramaic and tell certain aspects of commonarity in regional locations. And in regards to that, the Targums, I would argue, don't have any evidence of being from Babylon. They have evidence of having more Judaic influences and linguistic in their words. Uh, and what, what, wait, stop, wait, stop. So what languages are Targums in? I, I agree, they're in Aramaic. Okay, so then they, so then that cancels your point. They have, uh, so. I don't think, hey, hold on a second. I don't think Courtney's arguing with you enough, um, Richard. What he's no, I'm not saying, we're, we're not arguing, we're having a discussion. Yeah, no, so, I, I don't think y'all differ. He's not saying um, whatever reason you said was for the, for the Targums. He wanted you to adjust what you said the Targums were for, where they came from. Yeah, um, it's the, the Targums, now the, 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 the people that we're calling Hebrews are speaking Aramaic. And they're in, in that Aramaic language, they're putting together uh, concepts of their scripture. However, they're not putting it together from things that are necessarily written, right? But these are more oral traditions spoken translations of the Jewish scriptures. And that's depending on people's memory. Hold on a second. Um, Tranquil Seven again, I'm inviting you to come in the chat, bro. Come talk. We don't, we don't run from anybody or any information. And it's not always about the debate. Sometimes it's about getting information. Okay. And um, hey, by the way, Courtney, let me change the topic a little bit. All right, What's you there, Courtney? On? Yes, sir. What's, What's up, on? big bro? Um, let me ask a question, right? How you felt about the um the Jabari Vince Bantu debate from what you saw? Because you you're an outsider. You know what I'm saying? And you are you are a Christian, you are a Calvinist. And what how you felt about the whole debate? Yeah, in general, I mm. think either any anybody presented a pretty good argument. And like in light of certain underpinning unstated issues that weren't really addressed in either position especially like the color identification of whoever's talking or the people. Uh, I don't think they really got clear there either. So um, I, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting dialogue. I found it fruitful because you at least got to see a stream of the conscious community argument uh, presented against arguably an academic, a black academic. So uh, that's a Christian. And uh, there's not a lot of those, at least, that I find that's willing to do debate. I'm not saying there's not a lot of black Christians out there that aren't willing, but there's academics. It's, it's an, it's a, we all know what type of field we're talking about in academia. We're talking about one that's heavily. You got chipped out, bro. You chipped out. Oh, man. Go I, mean, I mean, he pretty much saying what I said. Courtney, Courtney, stop. Stop for a minute. Yeah, you got chipped out. Well, go ahead, Uncle. Let me play this, man. Going back to where he was at. Let me just play this. Everybody listen. Now. Dr. Ben, right? Yeah. I don't care what Reggie halfway says. It don't even matter at this point. I want to hear what the man says. What did the man say? What was the man? What was his standard? 
Here you go. Somebody got to, y'all got to mute y'all thing out, though. Garfield, you're going to have to mute, mute the mic so we can hear this. So there you go, out of his own mouth, right? Exactly what he thought God was and what God wasn't. Uh, this is very clear and very concise on what the master teacher was trying to bring to us. Uh, I'm just trying to let you know that, you know, I come back 30 years later with the same real black atheism and, and people threw goddamn bananas at me. And they throwing bananas at Dr. Ben right now because you always hear him say Dr. Ben, but they're never concise in what the hell he was teaching. They never, they never are. So watch this. Here you go. Here's another one. Why do you believe in God is the question they asked Dr. Ben.
subject that is going to be the part of the subject in the future. Why do you believe in God? And I guess that you, in this case, also indicate myself. And do I believe in God? No. That should make it easy. I know most of you are shocked. Well, God, she's dead now. She's been dead quite a while. When I needed some food, I went to my mother. When I cried, I went to my mother. When I dirtied myself, I went to my mother. And nobody says anything about my mother. When uh, a man gets involved with a woman and a child is born, you said to the man, you are the father. But when you've got an argument with him, you tell him, God is the father of the child. Now, you've been double crossing. He is the father and God is the father. How? You either went in a bed in the house or in the bush or someplace else. But now you find that God is the father. Now, who is the father? Is it God? Or is it the man that you went to bed with? Let us examine this thing. There are three gods that you worship in the United States. The first one is the Jewish God, not your God. I know some of you claiming to be Jews and so forth. And uh, as my parents would have claimed, especially my father coming from Ethiopia, would claim as an uh, Ethiopian Jew that uh, Jehovah is God. And at the same time, he says, Jehovah is the God of the Jews. The first Jew in human history was a man named Avram or Abraham. Avram in Hebrew, A-V-R-M, or uh, Jehovah in Hebrew, J-E-H-O-V-A-H. Abraham was born in the 21st dynasty. I think you should note that down. There were and is 96 pyramids in Egypt. The last pyramid was built in the 20th, 22nd dynasty. That means that if the first Jew was born in the 21st century, how could the charge Moses was supposed to be born in the 18th dynasty that Moses led the people in slavery against the Egyptian government? And they were not Jews yet. That's the first God of the West. The second God is a God called Jesus the Christ. His mother is supposed to have him without the benefit of one man. No man. Just think of it. No man touched her. Yet, in the discussion about the Word of Jesus the Christ. A man was supposed to engage with her three months before the match and then come back, didn't touch her. 
and noticed she was pregnant. Then he asked her, who does this situation belong to? She said, you. He said, thou art a what? Whore. That's what the Bible says. A-W-H-O-R-E. That's a prostitute who's been worried everybody. That's a good wife. The third, that's, that's uh, 1997 years ago. And the third person that we worship as a God, 1300 and, 1300 and something ago, was a man in Arabia. And that man in Arabia who found this out to be a fact is called, I, I almost say Elijah, but uh, Mohammed. Mohammed. <laughs> Mohammed. You, you told me he's a camel driver. He was illiterate. He couldn't read the name Allah if it was written in letters big as this building. And then you say how he found it out? He went on a carpet down from, from Mecca to Jerusalem. Now, tell me how a carpet operate if it carries him or anybody else now these these are your definite statement of your belief how it started <clears throat> so do you know i know does the world start with jehovah no for thousands of years for at least four thousand years before the word jehovah is mentioned any place where billions of people have lived and died. They were worshiping Yahweh, they were worshiping uh, Ra, worshiping one thing. They worshiped that you don't worship. They had a goddess. They had many goddesses. What happened to the goddess? Women, you are, some of you are women. Are women worth worshiping? I worship my mother. I wouldn't be ashamed to tell you that. And I hope my father did. He, I think he was intelligent. He, he worshiped her. That's why the big woman so often in the American society, you all call it battered woman. Some pretty big name. But it's funny that the goddess disappeared and there's no goddess. Not one in your mind. And I ask again, why isn't there any goddess? If there is a God, and there, there should be a goddess for the God, especially when you said that the woman is the mother of God. You said Uncle, you to fall asleep, man? No, I ain't falling. I'm trying to listen to that. That shit deep, yo. Mother of God. If Mary was the mother of God, she is before God. She knew God when she didn't have a seed in her. God was nothing. How come that she 
became pregnant, got God in her. And then God comes out. This is based upon you. He said, a child born from a mother without a father who is married to her is a bastard, you said. Illegitimate. God deals by wife. He's illegitimate with his mother was married. Second, he's a bastard. His father was married. I did not say this. I am quoting from your text of things that you said. If someone find me to be wrong, please get up and say so now. All right, so we're going to start right there. Since I see we have ignorant people in the room and don't know the voice of the great Dr. Ben. And so my point is proven. I stand on his shoulders in full support of his message. The message was very deep and concise on what it was and what it wasn't. The man was asked a very simple question. Do you believe in God? He said, no. So everybody trying to make Dr. Ben believe in God and all this nonsense. In his own words, he says exactly what it was, what it means. He said it would be his mother and his father. And they, and they would make up the Trinity. This is where I got it from. This is where I developed my real black atheism from. From this man right here, John Jackson, I can break, I'm gonna break in John Jackson too, right? Plain and simple. So all that nonsense, all that rhetoric, right? All, all these new elders just talking against not believing in God and all this nonsense, man. That ain't what the great master teachers were teaching us. I'm not saying that you can't have your own ideas, but that ain't the direction we was going in. We was going in the direction of scientific literacy. And I'd be damned if I ain't going to keep us going in that direction. I'm not going to allow a bunch of Egyptian maniacs, right, to take us away from our duty, right, to take us away from the solid foundation that we came from. We came from uh, a place where West Africa actually saved the 13 damn colonies based off their ability to inoculate. That's where we come from. We come from... Uh, the place where they developed the first medical papyruses, where you find, we're not even talking about I am hope. We're talking about uh, Mary Batal. She predates uh, 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 um, uh, Wish McCormick by at least 200 years. She predates that, the multi-genius I am hope by 200 years. And she's the master physician. This is a woman now in Africa in Egypt, where in the rest of the world wasn't even allowing women to participate in those type of things. She uh, becomes the master physician. Marriott Patel, the sister, medical science. You can go to John Hopkins right now. I know. I got flown there. I didn't get flown. I, get, I got driven there. The shock trauma unit. Where do you think they get shot trauma from? They get it from Egyptian medicine dealing with battlefield medicine. This is African cutting edge science. And all people can do is scoff at it and bring their nose up at it. Man, I'm done. Hold on, hold on, hold on, brother. Let me get, um, what's his name in here? Corey. Well, Corey I gotta McKinney. wait. I gotta wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wait one second. Corey McKinney, come on. Say what you gotta say real quick, bro. Oh, I just was coming in. I was listening in, Garfield. What's up? Peace to the panel, man. Right. Brother, you know what I'm saying? I was just getting in, listening, learning. 
All right. All right. Um, let's get Sean in here. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, first, I want to say peace to the chat, peace to the panel. You know what I'm saying? ETM Hotel. Uh, oh, man. You call me that Egyptomaniac stuff, man? <laughs> oh, I don't know what you just said, bro. Come on, man. No. <laughs> nah, let me stop. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't think that the people that we are talking about study Dr. Ben's work. I don't think that they read Dr. Ben's books. They only attended Dr. Ben's lectures, and then they left it at that. The same way I feel about them with Dr. Clark. I don't think that they sat at, when you say they, that you sat at the feet of someone, that means you can demonstrate what they taught you. And lecturing was not all that they did or taking a tour was not all that they did. They wrote books, they contested misinformation, they had a methodology that they used to critique their times and they dealt with what they needed to deal with because they created study groups and literature reviews that helped them advance themselves in their lecturing, their teachings, and so on and so forth. These folks aren't reading. I bet you they can't go in Dr. Ben's books and pull some of this stuff out that they are talk, running around here talking about. This is why I continue to say this, that Reggie is an uncharted waters because he has no he there's people there don't let me don't let me say that wrong but he doesn't have that same feeling that he had when he was around those elders in those times when all this literature review and research was being done and he was able to eyewitness this for himself to see what what it actually takes these meetings these private meetings and these these uh topics that were coming up you don't have that in these circles. You just have people flipping a page, looking at an image, talking about it, mirroring the image, talking about the boat of Ra, uh, you know, all these different rituals. Now these new rituals that we can't even go into the, uh, into the actual literature in Ronnie Kimmett and find this stuff in, in any spoken language in, in Kimmett. So not only can we not read it in the sesh, we can't even hear about it being spoken about. And, you know, these people just remixing everything, but they don't read Dr. Ben's book. So uh, you wasted your time talking about Dr. Ben. Wasting time. You wasted your time talking about Dr. Ben to these people. They only they only know about Dr. Ben because of lectures. They don't read Dr. Ben's work. They don't own the work. They don't own the uh, they don't own that book, Black Men of the Nile. They don't they don't own the Mother the Western Civilization. They don't own that. They don't own none of the chronology books. They don't know they don't own the paradigm book with the uh, the the dude on the front of it. I forget what it's called. The dude on the the uh, the Sphinx on the front of it with the actual uh, the other symbol the messianic symbol that's up there on that. They don't have none of those uh, literature books. They don't have them. As many books as Dr. Ben wrote, they don't have them. So it's, it's you know, they don't even know what he talks about in the Black Man of the Nile. He talks about evolution. He talks about science in his book. It, it ain't just going at the actual, the, uh, the biblical narrative, what he's known for, but he, he goes into other ventures and they they ignore that part that part because they just want to argue about Christianity did it come from Kemet but then they can't even stand on that because you, you ain't even vetting none of Dr. Ben's work 
And then people will say, you're taking a shot at Dr. Ben now. Somebody actually said that? Listen, yo. On the pseudo channel, dude was rambling about people talking about the elders' works and Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark's names came up and I asked. Uh, hold, I on hold, on, hold on a second. Mo, you still here, Mo? Are you busy? Where Mo at? She went off. I need somebody to take over, man. I'm about to go make a move. And look, give, make Unc the host. Oh, man. He can end the show. He can end the show. Make Unc the host. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh -oh. I'm going to stop banging. Uh-oh. Don't ahead, make Uncle. me the host. You the host now, bro. Give me my Ooh, mic. I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. But, but, um, yeah, yeah. So they basically stated that. And when it was stated, it was like, Nobody takes shots at Dr. Ben or Dr. Clark. Go and give me a clip and go and grab me a source or, or, or something that we could review them taking a shot at Dr. Ben or Dr. Clark. If anything, if anything is being said about Dr. Ben or Dr. Clark, it is always in this context. In order to advance the elders' works, you have to stand on their shoulders. In order to stand on their shoulders, you need to be able to use the method, the correct method to correct their information and advance the information. If you are afraid to advance their information, you have done them harm. Simply accepting their word is not good enough because they didn't accept people's words. They could have accepted somebody else's words. They didn't have to read all them books, write all them books that they was doing. No, they didn't settle on a word. They leaned on each other's information. They leaned on other sources and they did what they needed to do. And I think that people are missing a boat. So when you bring up Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, John G. Jackson, Chancellor Williams, uh, Sean Burks, other likings, uh, uh, why I always forget your boy, man? They look just like, uh, a younger John Henry Clark, uh, Hubert, what's his name? Uh, Hubert Harris. Yeah, Hubert, yeah, you know what I mean. So when, when you bring those people up and you put them in the spotlight, you do not, these people aren't reading the works. They don't know nothing about none of these people, yo. They know what they see on a YouTube video that they seen on Sonetta channel. Let me this. There ain't read no books. Page 40. This is where I learned evolution from. Africa, mother of Western civilization. I didn't learn it, but I didn't even know about damn Charles Darwin. I learned about Charles Darwin from John Jackson's work and Dr. Ben's work. Man, this is what uh, Dr. Ben says right here. Okay? It says, man's intermediary link to an ape-like ancestor. At this juncture, it must be noted that Sir Charles Darwin, he calls him Sir Charles Darwin, had used the term ape-like ancestor and not an ape, as so many of his religious detractors have stated since this proclamation. And this is how y'all doing me the same damn way. It's, not, it's nothing new. The confusion as well as the persecution of all paleontologists and their associates by members of the clergy. So y'all are religious. That's why y'all doing that. That's why y'all banging on all the families, because y'all religious. When we promote scientific literacy, 
Y'all just religious. That's why y'all banging. Whatever reason, would you bang on it? Of all three faiths labeled Western religion, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam continues to this very day. However, the collection of human fossils accumulated beyond imagination. A few are chronologically listed as followers, as followers, as followers, according to their date and discovery. So Dr. Bing gives you a whole chronology list of fossil finds. Man, it's two pages long, three pages long. I can just unearth Akabulan, uh, uh, Papapithecus fossil, Egypt, 1918. Uh, I can go to Orthopithecus Africanus, uh, a man uh, named Orthopithecus Africanus, unearthed in Boswan, Amona Batapa, uh, Willie Kujad uh, skeleton, unearthed in Kenya, East Africa. I can go on and on and on and on and on. I didn't learn it from the white boys. I learned it from this brother right here. It's all in his books. It's all in his damn books. His, his main concern was this. Note. The racist attempt to make the African fossil man appear to be Caucasian or Semitic in origin. Why was Synthopithecus Boise not shown with this so-called Negroid characteristics generally attributed to the so-called Bantu Negro or African South of the Sahara? That was his thing that they showing these fossils right here, but they make them look European. When they make them up, look, y'all, this was Dr. Ben concerned. Look at his book, look. Oh, this is what matches master teachers was supposed to bring y'all. Diops, a master teacher. Was Diops teaching evolution? It starts to be real crazy when you really start to think about it. That the only thing Brother Ever was bringing, the only thing that Umrah Scar was Ever was bringing, and these are the first works. These ain't even. I mean, this is just the rudimentary stuff. This is where I learned it from. You know what I mean? You, got, you can get, get into the heavy study. You know what I'm saying? This ain't even a heavy study. You know what I mean? He's showing you different skulls right here. This is she got the Diops, y'all. You can't even learn African history not unless you understand the evolution. Man, these are three skulls. Cro-Magno, Jamaldi. You know what I'm saying? He's like... They're talking evolution. I don't know what the hell the conversation digressed to. I have no damn idea on what our conversation that death group, I mean, digressed to with that Egyptian mania nonsense. Like, like I don't even get it, man. I, I don't get it. And they don't even talk, man, you need the Masi clan warriors to really do detail on what uh, uh, West Africa was and what it wasn't. Now they're digging in West Africa getting fossil finds. Man, it's ridiculous. This is a simplified diagram the problem of uh, uh, problem processes of the differentiation of the rates under the influence of physical features. He's talking about the occurrence of Cro Magnum man 20,000 years ago. He talked about Neanderthal man, broken health 110,000 years ago. Like man, a uh, Homo erectus uh, approximately uh, uh, a million years ago. Come on, man, Homo, what's this? Homo sapiens sapien, Homo one. This Omo One, y'all don't even know what Omo One Valley is. But why they call him Omo One, man? Y'all don't know what that is. That's O-M-O-1. Look it up. O-M-O space one. 150,000 years to 130,000 years ago. 
arrival, arrival in Africa, African Homo sapiens, Grimaldi, Negroid, 40,000 years ago, Orthopithecus and Robustus, approximately uh, 5 million, 500,000 years ago. Like, man, they talking evolution, bro. Now, if you understand evolution, then you can start to understand your history. And the reason our history is so confused because we broke away from the real master teachers and we start to deal with their students that had their own agendas. Their agendas wasn't grounded in historical anthropology, paleontology facts. This is all I'm saying. And see, once you understand evolution, then you ain't got a problem with vaccinations because you understand it. You get that viruses transform. You understand what evolution is, what is not. You understand medical science when you dig into the medical viruses. You get all these things are clear, but you gotta have that foundation. So we were trying to give you the foundation. And for us giving the foundation, y'all do fucking bananas ass. Oh, they lost this, they lost, we always leave. We ain't never won a damn conversation, never. Never in the history of the House of Consciousness has the Umrah squad and all the families won a damn conversation. We always lose. Everybody say the same thing. But why is it that the books we read, the foundation of what the community was supposed to be, say something different? Why we gotta come from Mars? Why we gotta be aliens? Why we gotta have the chakras? Why do we have to have all these pseudoisms? Because you know what? The pseudoisms put you in line and drop step with the Europeans. The pseudo material comes from the Europeans. That debate we had damn near two weeks ago proved that you are in lockstep with the Europeans. They presented all pseudo information. They presented no scientific information at all. It was all pseudoisms. We actually went up and smacked y'all teachers up. That's the problem, that the teachers of the conscious community have always been white people. And I'm saying single white people. When it should have been, we should have learned from the international community. So all the pseudoisms that you got, white people already did that. And it's called the New Age Movement. You can go right to Barnes and Nobles, go to the New Age section, where they bring in all they mix and highs, pies, information, they bring Hinduisms, they bring Native Americanism, they bring Egyptian information, and they put it in a damn bag and shake it all up. Shout out to Madame Mavowski, Madame Mavowski, who went to India and brought back this stuff, the Theocratical Society. This is who y'all are worshiping. This is who y'all following. Y'all following the Europeans and claim to be black power. This is very confusing to me. Very, very confusing to me. And Tazariya proved my point when he said, I didn't know how to talk to white people. Amazing. I don't know how to talk, Unc, you're lost because you don't know how to talk to white people. Is this the same guy that talks about Esau? Is this the same guy that calls a white man the devil? Which shot did he get? I find this to be very problematic. That's why I bang, like I bang on what y'all consider to be your elders. They might be your elders, but they sure sound like my elders. They're just elderly. And hopefully if I'm lucky, I will be elderly one day. Hopefully if we're all lucky, we will be elderly. But you stand a better chance of being elderly if you take care of yourself, if you take care of your diet. If you understand the medical science is here to protect you, if you get off the conspiracy bandwagon, if you get off of the, oh, we ain't into that monkey stuff, 
Man, be able to have a, a, an intelligent conversation with your medical providers. Be able to understand evolution. Ask your doctors, well, why are you presenting this to me? Can I see the scientific journal that you got this out of, doc? Can I read that, please? What studies did you use to make your informed decision, doc? These are the questions you ask yourself and your doctor, and then you get a second opinion. This is what we're teaching you to do. We're not teaching you to go into the doctor's office blindly. That's not what we're doing. Even if you go to an herb guy, you gotta say, well, excuse me, where are your studies that show that this particular herb works for that? Well, I got it all of a sudden, such, and it comes from the Amazon, that the, the, the forest, and yeah, we make we shake it up and turn it all around, and it's just saved everybody. No, we don't want that, sir. Can you please explain to me where the study is and showing us how this herb works for this particular condition, please? That's all I wanna hear. So this is why we teach, we teach, we teach, because we have a strong foundation on what the hell we doing, man. And y'all still throw bananas and lettuce and rice at us. I find it to be incredibly bananas. That all we try to give is a strong foundation so that you can help your children fight against racism, white supremacy, which is which is complete ignorance of understanding who you are and where you come from. Because if you do not understand who you are and where you come from, you sure as hell don't know where the hell you're going and you sure as hell don't know where you're at. And if you don't know where you're at, how in the hell are you gonna know where the hell you're going? You're gonna be in this train and the conductor is gonna be somebody that helped enslave you in the damn first place. That's the train they was on in that damn debate. All the conscious community was on that damn train. And the conductor was some crazy pseudoscientist telling you, catch the disease, fast forward to the beginning of the video. This dude actually said that the cure is to get the damn disease. How diabolical is that? You wanna hear something else that's diabolical? And I'm gonna say it. If you really wanna decimate the human populations, specifically African people in Africa, all you gotta do is deny them the African genius of vaccine science. That's all you got to do. It don't take rocket scientists that the planet Earth has murdered and has rendered extinct 99% of all living organisms. So it ain't about giving them a vaccine that's going to kill them because all of us have had vaccinations, ain't none of us did. It's about not allowing them to proper medical science that will help eliminate African people at an all-time high rate. And this idea right here, I challenge everybody that is that the real point is, why are you trying not to vaccinate my community? A lot of people in these low-income areas, man, they don't have proper health insurance. When you walk to the store, it's not the whole food market, it's Popeye's chicken. You're not going to the market with fresh vegetables. You're eating a lot of processed foods. You start, they're getting ravaged with high blood pressure. This has nothing to do with somebody attacking you. It has all to do with your diabetes incorrect, where you get high blood pressure, diabetes, and all these things. This is based off you eating a, a crazy diet. You can't, the kids can't even walk to the store and get past the candy. The billboards with cigarettes and liquor. Liquor made to be looked like juice. The wine looking like juice in the stores. They can't get past none of that. And on top of all of that, of us having bad diets and all that, y'all gonna allow somebody to come into a, am I, hold on, am I yelling? No, I'm not yelling. 
Y'all want to allow somebody to come in and take away the last line of goddamn defense, which is vaccine science? And y'all think that's cool? And I'm supposed to not say something when you get so elders to stand up against that? I'm supposed to just be cool with that? Nah, man, not on my watch, man. I'm, I can't do it. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to allow charlatans to mandate and dictate. You got crazy Minister Stink Icky banging them. I'm the police now. Let me get this straight. I'm the police because I'm not following a bananas mandate, which is crazy, that states based off of pseudoscientific ideas that states one, vaccines are dangerous, two, vaccines cause autism, and three, it's part of this plot to kill the human population. I'm the police because I say, man, that's just damn stupid. But now I'm the police. Hmm. Yeah, all right. That's why I bangs every time I get. That's why I ain't trying to hear that elder nonsense. I ain't trying to hear that little kid nonsense. I ain't trying to hear none of that. I'm going to stand up and be counted. Plain and simple. I'm going to stand the hell up. Right, wrong, and difference. I don't need no damn friends. I'm good. Because this message right here might not be for this particular generation. We might just be ahead of our damn time like Dr. Ben was. Dr. Ben and them was so far ahead of their time that the people that came after them couldn't even continue the message. I'm going to say this real quick and real slow. The message that John Jackson, Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark brought was so ahead of the time, its time and so revolutionary, right, that the people that claim it set at their feet didn't even understand the message. Because if they did understand the message, they'd be doing this right here. They wouldn't be bringing y'all Egyptian mania. They wouldn't be bringing y'all the fake gods and goddesses and the nonsense. They wouldn't be bringing that. They'd be bringing you scientific literacy. So obviously the message was ahead of them. Far over their damn head. To the point where now they create these Egyptian cults that's bananas. So that's all I gotta say. Hmm. Done with it. Y'all can take it like you want to take it. Because anybody can't get it. Eight to 80, blind, crippled, or crazy. Anybody can't get it. Africans, Mexicans, Europeans, Egyptian manians. Anybody can't get it this way. Scally work. Plain and simple. I'm done. Were you at Courtney? Were you at Garfield? Uh, uh, anybody, Reggie, anybody? I'm done. Set them out for. Brother Reggie still there or? I'm not sure. Any comments in the chat room? Where in the chat room? I mean, basically my only issue, at least from some of the things stated was the comment from Brother Reggie when he said, where the Targum was, uh, because I don't have an issue with 
affirming the Targums or anything like that to a degree because I understand what they are, but whatever he said they were, I think he was mistaken on. And I was trying to give the brother some encouraging correction. Because the Targum is simply a paraphrased translation of the Hebrew into Aramaic. And the the reason why I was going to say we know that this is done of the Hebrew Bible because we don't have some of the larger sections of the Hebrew Bible that were most likely written in Aramaic, like Ezra, uh, Ezekiel, Daniel. We don't have those sections in Targums because they're already written in Aramaic mainly. And uh, so it, it's interesting in light of what he was saying. Like we even have Targums of possibly Genesis. But that's all the Targums are. The way he was talking about it sounded a little more like he was talking about the Talmud or something else. Mm. But yeah, and uh, I supplied some source material, at least in the chat on Zoom, uh, that if you or anybody else would like to get access to. Uh, excuse me, good brother Courtney. See, um, I was on my way out because I have something to go do. Um, people can go back and see exactly what I said. I hate when people do this. I'm the one who introduced or, or, or let the community know about the Targums and that they were scriptures. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, is that the Hebrew, if it was ever a written language, there's no evidence of it. What we have is stories, oral stories. And if you said that they are speaking in Hebrew at the time of the Targums, they are not. They are attributed to Hebrew, right? But in Babylon, you have Zoroastrian, you have a number of different things. And so we, what we do know is that the Targums are in Aramaic. Now you can find, if you wish, any Hebrew but outside of the actual documentation, you have none. So to go and be disingenuous, to act as if these things uh, it was it was written or or um, that they were speaking it, that may be true. But you do not have the facts. What you have is the Aramaic. That's what you have. That's what you have, and you have the uh, the people who were in Babylon, now speaking Aramaic. That's what you have. Now, you can attribute it to your God all you want, but you do not have the facts. Show me early Hebrew that matches the Targums to say that the Targums came from Hebrew. Show me that. I'm, I'm So I hate when people be disingenuous. When you read the Targums, for example, they are translating and elaborating and interpreting they, they, they hold multiple functions in light of their own content. So you know that they're not necessarily derived by oral tradition, they're derived by written tradition. And we have written tradition, we have the Qumran text, we have the Great Isaiah Scroll, which predates the Targums. So we do have evidence of text, and we also have written testimony, for example, in Josephus and the Jewish scholars, which talk about- No, what that's later. 
that's 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 later. So let's let's arguably written in the first century, so that's contemporaneous with Josephus. Uh, th that's contemporary, but no, no, the the targums are or always the uh, oral. They are almost always the oral, and then they begin they begin to get written in our in, in Aramaic. But prior to that, these are the uh, oral traditions supposedly of Hebrew. But let's get to the wider point. Prove any of that Hebrew stuff that you're talking about as true. Forget whether they wrote it or not. Prove that it's true. True. Prove that the Moses story or any of that stuff is true. You can well, have targums all day. Philosophical question because I was just trying to deal with certain historical issues in light of your statements. Uh, I have a philosophical answer for you. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't agree with it. And yes, it does have a theological connotation to it. And I would say that you can't prove anything outside of the existence of my God. But that's outside of everything we were talking about. Say that about. again. The best argument. No, no, say that. Uh, we can't prove what? Outside the existence of your God? The existence of my God. I would say that my God is the ultimate presupposition for everybody because he is the creator of all. Even if you suppress his existence, you still have to. It's like a baby who tries to slap the daddy who's holding the baby in the face. And the baby doesn't realize the dad can just pull him back. It's, it's you, like the baby. You is, are a con. Are you. Are you. Are you a um, are you a Levi? Are you are you connected to the blood of these people in this century? Earlier, as Garfield stated earlier, I identify as a Christian. You you identify as a Christian, or no, you of the bloodline? No, he said that's his belief. Oh, that's his belief. So you are a convert, yeah. and you you as a convert, not genetically connected to this group. Is Kennedy. talking about your God. Christianity <laughs> stretches the limits because it encompasses both Jews and Gentiles. Because in Christ, there are neither Jew or Gentile. Okay. Whoa, whoa. What's the word Gentile mean, bro? Let's do that for the people. Okay. I'm from the other nations. But uh, I'm glad uh, I'd like to detract what I was originally talking about. Which was no, hold on. It's other nations, though, right? We can agree. I was trying to provide more evidence from what I was talking about in regards to the Targum. Wait a minute though, bro. So Hello. you're admitting that we are the other nations though. Brother Reggie made a whole lot of statements in order to attack my God and me saying stuff about, I admit I'm not gonna attack you. No, I'm attacking your scholarship. I ain't attacking your God. You, ain't attack, you can't attack your God because it's, it's mythology. Bro. You can't attack it. Scholarship. Someone of the statue of Emmanuel told Hebrew Textual critic, uh, who also affirms that the the Septuagint, which also was around during the first century in Judea, we have manuscripts of that as well in the first century. Uh, we have multiple forms of the same text. You keep and saying we, you convert. <laughs> I don't understand right. that. I mean, these are the these are the lives of the people of that particular time. And you, as a modern day convert, is attributing all of this to you? That's the magical mind. In Christ or Greek. So, okay. they find, and, and in regards to 
to another point that was made earlier with the mm -hmm. Coptics, I would say in regards to the material culture, it's interesting because you don't see a change in the material culture in Egypt where the Coptics were, uh, or if I'm not mistaken, even with Ethiopia. You don't see a change in material culture after the first century, even though we have known records of Christians being in these locations uh that were at least within the realm of orthodoxy and their beliefs and what are you uh, talking about it was being manufactured it was being manufactured in this particular period so there's a number of material differences you have conferences whole conferences where they're bringing in and forcing people to believe in concepts you have the murder of african people what are you talking about materially is it's it's you don't see sir you don't see a change in the culture in the archaeological record. Oh, well, what are you talking about? You have the people from Babylon who by um, uh, uh, Ptolemy Philadelphia is being sent into, into Alexandria, right? After Alexander the Great. What are you talking about? There's great problems. You have invasions of the Persians. You have invasions of the, of the, Greek, of the Greeks. You have whole groups of people being moved out of Babylon into Alexandria, Egypt. And you're telling me that there's no archaeological. What world are you living in? From the first A whole century. group of people was moved by ship if, into yeah. Alexandria. So I'm talking about from the origin of Christianity until at least the fourth century in relationship to the Coptics. You do not have a change amongst the material culture of culture, they don't change their culture. What do you mean they do not change their culture? They were, the um, they were, wait. Logical record does not show that Christians came in the first four centuries, one through four, uh, four. after the fourth century, I don't have a problem with whatever you gotta show me because we know what happens after Constantine. After Constantine, Christianity becomes a religion. No, we're talking about before Constantine, they are members of a Hebrew sect, right? And they are Hebrews, and it begins with Hebrews in Jerusalem, right? Palestine, and then it goes to the Hebrews that's in Alexandria. The Hebrews in Alexandria, right, they have a dispute about um, as they become Christian, as they, be, as they take up this Christian sect, they have a dispute. This dispute results in uh, riots all throughout Alexandria. The, um, the, 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 uh, the, now Roman gets, Rome gets involved as Constantine is converting. He has the Nicene, uh, he has the Nicene Conference to deal with this whole thing is, is, is Jesus God. There is change because... It sounds like what you're talking about is the most persecuted time of the Christians. By well, Rome. I don't care about the damn persecution of the Christians. I care about the damn person. I care about the persecutions of the Africans. I don't give a damn about the persecutions of Christians with Rome. I care less. That's irrelevant. The fact okay. of the matter is this is happening on the continent of Africa, right? African lives are in jeopardy because of some, some, some sect. You're saying this is because of Christianity. For 300 years, before 388, this is because of Christianity, this is uh, happening? Of course, because this is a sect. Rome and Hebrews were in a war, right? Nope, nope so this, this matter did not 
resolve itself. Christians are a form, a sect of Hebrews. This particular, and there were several sects of Jessians. They're not even Christians. Well, what is their name, by the way, in the first century? What is their name? What, or they call themselves Christians? What are their names? Ooh, ooh, ooh. The people that you call, that you are calling Christians, what are their names? Oh, uh, their first label identifier seems to have been the way. And then they moved from being identified as the way to accepting the Alexandrian identification of them as Christians. What, what did they call themselves in Antioch? The, they were called Christians first. In they were Antioch. not. You convert, right? They, they were called Essenes. So in Antioch, they are Essenes, and after that, they become Jesseans. Jesseans. They become Jesseans, look it up. They're not called Christians at this particular point. So I'm glad we're in agreement. Well, I, I don't know about the Essene charge. I'm glad we're in agreement that they were the Christians who were called the Jesus. No, they were a group. I'm not calling them Christians yet. They are the Jesseans, and this group of people, These there are several different sects of these groups of people, and they began to do something, get noticed by Rome. Getting noticed by Rome is a dangerous thing because they are not following Roman law. You do not get known by the Romans. So they broke the law, and then they start getting persecuted. Now, these Christians now are driving themselves to persecution. They want to be martyred. They be, there becomes this whole concept of martyrism where they are asked twice, right? Look, you could get away from this. Just chill out. Just say that you're not. And they say no, and they go to their depths. They want to be persecuted. So don't act like persecution is just, they forced the hand of Romans. They were put on trial. They had trials and they were put on trial. It was treason against the state and against Caesar to not say Curious Caesar is Curious. To not proclaim Caesar is Lord was treason against the state. Period. It was worthy. Okay, so don't get mad about the persecutions when they had a choice. Illogical people have a choice. They won't as if these people being persecuted, a point I'm not talking about. They are in a Roman state. They know the damn law, right? Now, if they, if so, so, so you're making, because you are of that faith, you care about the persecutions. I simply see it, I simply see it different than the Africans, where the Africans, how can I say, uh, they were, uh, they were invaded on. It was a different, it was a different circumstance. It makes me think these persecuted Judaish sects was, or had the authority to persecute the Egyptians or the Ethiopians prior to them having the state of Rome. I, I, I'm missing something. I, I'm, like I, the way you're talking about the the how these West these Eastern uh, Africans were persecuted in light of the period between 100 and 400, yeah. it seems as if you're attributing the majority of that by these small Judeo-Christian communities 
that had no legal authority to persecute these Egyptian or Eastern African communities. Uh, um, uh, uh, that's not that's not true. They began with riots. Uh, that um, you got to understand that the um, that the Africans are under the foot of the uh, former Greeks that were Ptolemies, and so there are still religious uh, rights going on. I don't think that you've. Uh, I think you need to review part of my lecture with uh, with uh, Dr. Pastor Bennett. Uh, you're not familiar with the history. They were in conflict with the uh, indigenous population, and who and, and how dare they? They're supposed to be following the tenets of your Jesse and they are, uh, they're not following any tenets. There are, uh, uh, how can I say there, there are in, um, basically imperialists or uh, this is an invasion population that is now procreating other people's lands and other cultures, right? Not sharing, procreating, and then connect with Rome then connect with Rome and then use Roman law against these people. You, so I, I think- Monolithic yes. claims because a particular community is connected with an even larger set of belief systems or communities. That doesn't make any sense. Let's get to, let's just get to the history so of this. You have uh, let's, people that believe certain ways because of certain- No, I'm not doing that now. So now, so now you have to either, you have to debunk I will. I will bring up. Uh, look, I have a very assisted of me, and I don't have a problem with analyzing the lit, the 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 lecture you said you had with the brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. You 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 can um you can do that. But the yeah. fact of the matter is, was was Hebrew and Christian were Hebrew and Christians in the first century, second century in e in uh, Alexandria. Were they a foreign population? Yes or no? Were they indigenous or a foreign population? No, but you have to understand they were not. No, what? It depends. Some of how them, did they get to? How did they get to? I'm trying to explain everything to you because there was already a divergence in before the second century of Christians and Jews the Christian community began to completely separate itself because I would argue everything going back to what's going on with Stephen. Nonetheless, uh, from the beginning of, and really during the time of Jesus, because Jesus caused a lot of friction amongst his own contemporaries who seem to have been Pharisees or Sadducees. Uh, According uh, to the Bible. Well, we have to deal with the text in question. No, we don't. We can also deal with history. According to the Bible, according yeah. to the according to the Bible, that is true. According to anywhere else, that's not true. Again, you can't again, prove it. That's that's mistaken because we can collaborate certain things. We might not be able to collaborate every dialogue, but we can collaborate the general background. Still, still, still not enough. Well, that's actually how you do history, even in regards to reading any ancient document. They're just words on paper. You still have to analyze it, period. And in regards to the New Testament, these are documents. How did the Hebrews get into Alexandria? Just answer me that question. Uh, as Again, as I was stating, the Hebrews got into Alexandria because of different diaspora and even their own 
moving. Some of those people. Okay, so let me you. Okay, so let me let me let me you. Okay, I ask you a question, and now I ask you a question. You give your response, and I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait again, and I'm gonna give my response. Okay, go ahead. How did the how did the Hebrews get into Alexandria? It was in light of them often being taken away, and some of them that were taken away, in light of the diaspora, stayed there. Okay, are you finished? Are you finished? Hello? Right here, Reggie. I'm waiting to see if he's finished. If you hear silence, it seems as if someone's finished. Okay, okay, so great. So <laughs> what you don't do is you don't talk about Alexander the Great. So so-called Alexander the Great and his conquering of the area. Wait, no, you wait, no, quiet. Because you, what did you say? Silence, what? Yeah, quiet, right? So you don't talk about, you don't talk about- you asked about the Jews in the first and second century in Alexandria to go prior to Alexandria. How, I asked you how specifically, see, see now, I asked you. I'm telling you, I am, I am completely agreeing with, in agreement with you with the movements of Alexandria. I, you I, didn't I was, say that. You can agree with me all day, right? You, you don't even understand my positions on certain things. And even Garfield made this clear when he was on the phone. You actually think that we, listen, uh, it's very easy to find out a person's position. They simply state it. Now, if, if I don't know it, it's because I did not hear it, right? Now, nevertheless, all you're trying to do on this show is trying to prove your, your connection to your religion. Because you certainly no, have history. These are questions you have asked to me, namely by asking me, am I genetically connected to the Christians and the Jews? And, and you answered that. No. And I told you I am a Christian. And as a Christian, my connection to my heavenly God includes Jew and Gentile. There's but it's not genetic. Christ. So did you forget the word genetic? Yes, sir. Did you forget the word genetic? I, I am I am telling you that 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 doesn't cover genetics, sir. That particular request, sir. That doesn't recall you. You 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 are not being honest. Genetic, the, you have no genetic relationship. So can I ask you? Or you? Or can I ask you? So let's just deal with genetic. Uh, where are where is your family from? My mother is from Chicago. Uh-huh. My, my dad is also from Chicago. Do you know your grandfathers and grandmothers? Um, I'm explaining stuff to you. Uh, I do know most of them. At least okay, you know most grandfather. of them. Do you know your great-grands? I know some of them on my mother's side and also on her mother and father's side. Okay. 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 And and they are from you said what you said Chicago. What'd you say? Chicago. My yeah. mother, my grandmother yeah. on my mother's mm -hmm. side is from Mississippi. 
Likewise, my Mississippi. Um, their family stems through Tupelo and all over the Delta. Okay, that's beautiful. Did they get to be Christians? Do you think by um, by the involvement of slavery? Yes or no? By any connection with slavery, do you think that they became Christians by any involvement in slavery? Question. That's a great question. And I wish I had one of my relatives that died about 20 years ago still around. And I know I have access to the tapes because he actually talked about this in one of his discussions. Okay, good. What do you say? Again, I don't have access to that tape. Okay, but you, you're talking about it so you remember something. I remember him talking about how religion, certain aspects of religion came into our family. Okay. No, that's okay. Do you think that you got, that your family got, meaning you have uh, four, you have four grandparents, you have eight great-grandparents, you have 16 great-great-grandparents, right? And 32 great-great-great-great-grandparents. Do you think by and large, your family got Christianity genetically through uh, the involvement of slavery? Yes or no? I don't believe Christianity is a genetic inherited thing. I don't think it deals I'm with saying, did by the experience, by the experience of slavery, did you get it through slavery? Um, I did not, no. Is your family, is your family, do you think that your family is from West Africa or Central Africa or Congo? I have no idea where my family is. You have no idea, but you have every idea about what happened in the first and second century, third century in, in, uh, in, in in uh in Palestine in in Egypt, see you convert. See now, listen. I'm getting off the phone. I can't do this because you know more about this me 25 religion than you know your own family, and you are going to do you uh, do you understand how insane this is? You know something about something that you are connected to, right? But you refuse to deal with the European giving you his false. He giving you his version of slavery and all of a sudden, I mean, his version of Christianity and all of a sudden you are enlightened. And you want to all, you want to talk to me about targums and stuff like that. And you don't even, family, I don't want to be. Uh, I mean, we can, we can get to relevant. No, we're not going to get anywhere, bro. We, bro, 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 you have a. I want you to notice how this is so much. No, you have a magical mind. See, this is how the magical mind works. You don't even know your own family or some of them. Don't even mention any of their names, but you know what happened in the first, second, third century. You know what happened to Jesus. You know about the damn persecution of the Jew, of the Christians, but you don't know about the damn persecution of your own goddamn family. Excuse me, your own family. I'm going to take the damn out. Right. You said so, so. And so that is more important to you than Did yourself. You know that my family invented a, a tool that was taken by the white man. Say that again. My family, my family. Matter of fact, I'm related to the first black playwright in America. He's a very close relative of mine. Do you know who the very first black playwright is? Uh, uh, not by name. The one that they attribute to, yeah. Okay, but that that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. I can look it up. The fact of the matter is, at least you know him, but you seem to know a whole lot about 
or you're trying to talk to me about um, Targums and you're trying to talk to me about other things that happened uh, 2000 years ago or more, but your own knowledge about how your people got uh, Christianity is limited. Um, I unfortunately have to go. I don't, um, um, brother, excuse me if I seem to be disrespectful. Uh, I, I apologize, but nevertheless, nevertheless, you can't link the things that you're linking to this people, to these people on this board. You can do that in church and say, amen and hallelujah and praise the Lord. And, and I do have a witness over here, source up or shut the hell up. What's going on, Bing? I'm on the phone. It was nice talking to you, Brother Reggie. Peace to you. Y'all have a good day. Uh, I really do appreciate the conversation. Uh, hey, Brother Courtney. Anything else really to add to I ask you a question, work. Brother Courtney. Yes, sir. Hey, so you 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 said I heard you say you was a Calvinist. Yes, sir. Uh, so that means like uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. That means like everything is like preordained by God and all of that. Like, is that what you, is? Am I understanding that right? Uh, 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 yes, sir. The God is sovereign. He is in control. He foreknows everything, and he decrees things to happen, all things to happen. Even slavery. The, uh, right. He's the elect of God. Calvin is the elect of God. So there's groups of people, and whatever they do is correct, right? And this was part of the thing that ultimately got us into slavery. Whoa. Man. Uh, Whoa. Peace. Whoa. The elect of God. Look it up. Calvinism. Right? Look up, and you are Calvinist? This is a biblical concept. It just so happens to be that Calvin enunciated a particular understanding of it. And again, none of that had to do with genetics. It genetically got us into slavery. Not genetically connected to slavery. I would like to see how the teachings of Calvin, anti-genetic teachings of Calvin, got us into slavery. Calvinism, the Protestant theological system of John Calvin and his successors, which develops Luther's doctrine of justification by faith alone and emphasizes the grace of God and doctrine on the predestination. Africans, uh, uh, ultimately that result worked into the whole concept of Africans having uh, no, uh, no souls to save, that all of this was uh, justified by um, God. So, uh, uh, he said now, just making sure this is what Calvin said. Yeah. Well, Calvin, yeah. Calvinism. Calvin said Egyptians have no soul. No, that, no, that is Egyptian. later. West That's father Africa. de las Casas, but yeah. it's Calvinism. Uh, it's Calvinism that began to justify this thing. So you have from 1482 to rest roughly 1482 to uh, let's say uh, 1482 to, to uh, roughly 1536, you have a number of movements going on into the, uh, the, the, the Catholic faith that, um, that makes uh, Africans slaves for life, right? 
So you have a number of papal bulls and decrees. So Calvinism, he comes in into 16th century, right? And his thing, he's a very, they, they, these things are very, very radical. What his movement is, is that he believes in the elect of, uh, the elect of God, right? And this, this concept of uh, everything is preordained. And so to be an African and to be a Calvinist. God or only white people or something? Is that, is that what you're trying to suggest? That's the of course, God? because these are the people who are running Christianity at this point. Ain't no Nipos running Christianity that, in this period. Calvin wrote a whole lot. Can you show me anything in Calvin's literature that says that, please? Any, any, anything in Calvinism? Literature. That Calvinism said he said. Calvin's literature. We have Calvin's documents, just like we have Theodore Beza translation. We have their manuscripts. They're still in existence. So you think so? You think Calvin would have wrote down every single thought and every single thing that he ever uttered in his life? He would have wrote that down. from Calvin outside of at least his own literature. So you're making pronouncements about people that believed in certain teachings of Calvin, as if these are directly from Calvin. Well, they were his teachings. They was going by his teaching, right? You interpret it well. This is what you're you're saying. I would you say that. Be, I, mean, I never said that. I'm you saying the claims say have to be justified at least by Calvin's comments. Like this is interesting. It's like if we were talking about Farrakhan, or I'm a Nation of I member. I'm an NOI. I'm an NOI, or something like this. And and someone said, "Oh, do you think the white man is the devil?" And that would be that would have been the Nation of Islam's teachings. Okay, and, and he said that. Not, and, not only, and, I mean, and, it doesn't and matter whether, whether you. This is also something we know we can go directly to from Farrakhan or Elijah Muhammad. Well, how they it, how, how, why does it matter whether you get it from one of his students or him itself, him, himself? Because the presumption is you have gotten it from either him or his students, and you haven't justified that presumption yet. Well, this is the people that's practicing it. You know, I'm asking you. I don't. I. I don't. I was just asking a question. I just know a little bit about it. I'm not really concerned as a West African. I'm not really concerned with Calvinism. I've heard about it, so that's why I asked you the question or whatever. I, well, I was. But know. I think you're reading too much into the question in light of the the concerns you may have in regards to your cultural relative subjective point in history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how subjective it is. I mean, either they, either these if were Calvin, if Calvin was someone and, that and these were his practices, or they weren't. You know what I mean? I, it's it's not that much ambiguity in there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, were they Calvinists? Were they I, going? I think they were formed by his teachings. There were black people in the Bible. I think God cares about all people. Did Calvin God, believe in slavery? Calvin well, believed right. that. And slaves were made in the image of God and that they were naturally to have dignity. But they were still slaves. Calvin understood that some people were enslaved during his own life. Yes. Okay. So Calvin, this is your but this is European now, right? Calvin is a European, right? Yeah. And you were what? An African, right? So that means you would have been a slave, right? Oh, I don't know how long you have to be 
you on certain soil in order to be identified. Okay, are you white? No. Are you European? No. Are you African? Possibly, yes. Then your people were slaves. Listen, uh, peace to the family. I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done on this. All right, peace, peace. Have, have a good, have a good day, family. I can't. I cannot. No, I can't. Peace to the family. Peace, peace, peace. Because this brother don't know where he is. He wants to identify with his, uh, with his master. Uh, uh, the tradition of his slave I, master. I'm going to be 100% honest. I know I have so white brother, brother Courtney. Peace, peace, good night. Peace, brother peace. Courtney, can my I ask you now? This is me, brother Reggie. Brother Reggie went off now. Uh, hey, brother Courtney, can I ask you something? <laughs> hey, um, so as a Calvinist, right, and everything is preordained, right? Let's say, um, let's say I would, let's say we were you know, 150, 200 years ago. And and me and you was sitting on the on the porch of the slave house, you know what I mean? And and Massa took my 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 mom in the back and beat her because she didn't pick enough cotton or whatever reasons the 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 that a master would beat a slave for, you know what I mean? Or raped her or whatever he would he you know, things that happen like that, right? Me and you sitting on the porch. Now, as a Calvinist, you would tell me that it's okay because God already preordained my mom to take that beating or that rape, right? No. I'm not making a moral judgment on what was going on in the situation. No, 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 no. I'm not asking about the, the moral. I'm not asking you about the moral judgment. of all things. Well, you, right. you are because what was no, the question? No, no, no. I'm not. I haven't said anything about the morals. Um, I'm asking you a factual question. God preordained it. You asked me if it was wrong or not because of God's preordination of it. I'm saying you would be you would be telling me that it, it's okay, it's cool. Let that go. Let that ride. That's a moral know. question, right there. That's the moral. No, no. I'm asking you. I'm. I mean, I'm just asking you, bro. I'd make such, I wouldn't make such assertions about the situation. When black man ruled the world, that was ordained by God as well. Whoever's ruling, they're still underneath the sovereign authority of God. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't understand. You, so, I, I was interrupted real quick, brother. My bad. So, like, uh, what did you just say? You answered, did you answer my question right? Uh, I don't know if I answered to your liking, but I definitely did answer. And my answer uh, can was, you just say, say the last I, thing you said because I was interrupted. Oh, my I bad, would man. not say it was okay because mm -hmm. for the situation to happen because it happened. I'm not saying that. In regards okay. to the pre-ordination, it happened. That's and God was there in light of the midst of the whole situation. So he was there. God was there in the situation. He seen it though, right? Controlled it, allowed everything to happen, and also allows for that person to repent and turn away from the things that they know they're doing wrong, which are against the will of God. Most of right. the time they say, I, I don't read in the Bible and some, sometimes where 
the rapist should should have to marry the 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 victim. Is that some of the things you agree with too? That's in the Torah. Yeah, I believe that's in the Torah. Yeah, I I do believe that is in the Torah. So you are you you ain't a, you ain't a Torah uh, reader. You don't believe in the. I believe in the entire scripture and scripture, the word of God, the new and old testament are equally the word of God. I I believe in all of it. Oh, okay. So you don't you don't have to um but you don't as a Christian, you don't uh you're not adhering to the to the old testament rules and regulations and all that. Well I do, because in the two commandments that Jesus gave they are ultimately summing up all 600, 600 plus of them. So how, how am I supposed to tell my, my, like my, my baby, like, you know, she like six years old and you know what I mean? Now she getting curious and she, she's, uh, you know, she asks a lot of questions. So like, you know, how can I, as a man, have her to worship something uh that um allows things like that you know what i'm saying that claims to be all powerful and all good and all loving and all knowing and omniscient and omnipotent and all of these things that you can't be at the same time because it's kind of impossible logically but uh um, it claims to be all of that right and but allows these types of things I disagree to disagree with your assertion at the end though sir because what, i think all those attributes are in light of logical impossibilities. So that's a contra. I mean, a, a logical. Once you logically contradict contradictory, then that means you don't exist automatically. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't you can't be all loving, shown. And, and and at the same time you you created evil too. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Cause that's a, that's there is a that's that's an impossibility right there. I strongly disagree. I don't see how one can be all evil, uh, all loving, and allow for evil to exist as being a logical impossibility. Evil is not. No, he created everything, so evil didn't come in by itself. It had to be created, right? It definitely came. Yes. No, evil. I'm saying has it did it yeah. was it created? That's I didn't say did it come. Evil, evil, evil is a is a thing that that comes around at the point of transgression. Transgression. So it is, comes by itself. It, so God ain't got no evil. control over the evil. Then, so he ain't all powerful. He definitely does. He definitely. So how does. can he be all powerful if he ain't in control of evil? You're the one that's asking that question, and the fact you're asking it seems logically incoherent. Why? Wow, explain to me how that's logically incoherent. Because if I'm all powerful, I'd be able to control evil too. Control of evil, and and you're acting as if evil is in and of itself its own entity outside of the created things that were made, or outside of God's dominion. So God made. I'm at, my my basic question was: God created evil, right? God creates calamities. I would not. <laughs> so the evil part, you ain't willing to. You're not willing to answer that part, right? Well, I think that they're related. 
So I thought if he I he ain't all and then another the another question then if God is all powerful scripture talks about God creating shalom and God creating Ra is in the context of in the context of personal relationships and even still God is the one in control over it. Hence I can bring you to a narrative which illustrates this slightly uh in Job where Satan is called to the heavenly gates for a meeting in the presence of God with the other sons of God. So Satan is a, you know, I like I say, I'm, I mean, according God, to the God Bible, is, 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 I don't even really want to get into the Satan thing. I ain't even going to go there. But so I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question about the, the this all powerful and omniscience and all of these attributes, right? You know, so can can God make a rock so heavy that he can't lift it? That's logically incoherent. How how why is that logically incoherent? I could build something that that I that's too heavy logic for me to stands, lift. Logic stands in regards to God because logic flows from God's nature. God is logical. Where'd you get that at? Where can I where can I find that at? Oh, or did you just come off the top of your see, head with that? Because sound, that sounds freestyly to me. In the beginning, in the beginning, God spoke. If you would like a further, more philosophical investigation, now hold on, hold on, hold hold I up, hold up, hold up. A couple we got to slow down because you didn't jump way too far. Now, uh, ain't none of this, far. ain't all of this, everything you about to say here talk about is about to be an assertion. My source for theology. It's interesting. You want to talk about theology, but I can't mention my source for theology. And I was going to... Uh, I, I, listen, your source can't be its own self. Like, if I can't use myself, like, if you want to prove, if I'm if I'm trying to prove I'm not lying, I can't then say, well, ask me if I'm lying or not. You see what I'm saying? So if, how can I use, how can you use the Bible or scripture to prove which, your, 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 uh, your scripture? Or your your theological point that you're trying to make here, you know what I'm saying? The Bible is my that's, reference. That's, point. that's what's the Bible is my reference point for theology, and just right. as so that's a, that's a fallacy in that, itself. That's incoherent. had a theophany on them on that wall. Who cares about Agnaden? I don't give a shit about Agnaden. He might have done something good. I don't. I don't care. Historical relationship. <laughs> I was just bringing it into historical perspective. My bad, Garfield. I don't mean to cuss. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot I was on Garfield's platform. You know, I don't think he have cussing on his platform. I ain't really sure. But uh, so, bro, you're asking me to defend my theology and explain my theology to you. And yet, no, I'm not. I'm just saying, brother. You can. I cannot. You. If you want to know if I'm telling the truth. And then I turn around and tell you, well, just ask me, brother. I know. You know what I'm saying? I you don't have to that. go nowhere else to know if I'm telling the, the truth or not. Don't investigate. Don't investigate whether I'm telling the truth. Just ask me. So what I'm going to tell you is God don't exist, brother. You are African. So don't look at the Bible. Just ask me whether God exists or not. Do that make sense to you? That's not what you asked me, and that's not what I've done. But that is exactly what you've done. I appreciate the, the misnomer. 
how's that a misnomer, brother? You go, yeah. you you going yeah. into the Bible to bring me evidence about the Bible. I'm sorry, you asked me about my God. Where else are you expecting me to go? Outside the Bible, come into the real world. I'm what, sorry, what do I mean? I'm, I mean, if you're asking me about something, what do God do in the real world? How does God affect this world? How does God? How does God show yeah. Himself in time and space? You see what I'm I saying? Think, I, the question you're asking simply wants to be begging the question, and I've I've affirmed that I have to beg the question myself in order to give certain answers. <laughs> well, that, that's see, that's what I'm saying. You. You're stuck in a fallacy then. You, you, you're, you're admitting to me and to everybody that's listening here that I'm you're stuck you. in a fallacy. That's fine. Uh, would you like to hear my philosophical justification for my rationale? No, because you're going to use the Bible. And I don't, I don't give a shit about the Bible as an authority. The, the, the Bible is no authority to me. And I was actually going to point to Aristotle. Oh, he ain't an authority either. He's just fine. a white dude that wrote a couple stuff. Then why are you mentioning logic as if logic should be used by you? Or because myself? logic, because or logic, I anything. use in my everyday life. Logic well, is how I get. How logic is the way that you know how to cross the street. You can't cross the street without logic. So that's why I use logic. Logic is tangible. Logic is something like I said that a tool that's weigh? used every day in your life. How much does logic weigh? It, see, logic is, see, the thing about logic is not tangible in that way that you're saying. You see what I'm saying? It's like, not like you can go get a bucket of logic. You see what I'm saying? But it's tangible in a way that it, that, in, let me explain the way that it's tangible, though, brother. It's, it's tangible in a way that you can use it as a tool in your everyday life, right? That's illogical. That's illogical. Yes, sir. So you don't use logic as a tool in your everyday life. I don't you use don't. logic don't. as a tangible tool. No, no. See, you're using life. it in the wrong. See, that's I, what I'm saying. You're, you're I, using my word I, in the wrong context. Tangibility is not just is not used in one context. See, that's the box that Christians always try to put people in. You see what I'm saying? You try to box up and you try to do the bait and switch, you know, use the word this way and then switch it up that way. I ain't going for that, bro. You know, tangibility is something that you use in, in, in your everyday life. Tangibility is, is uh, even math as an abstract concept is still hmm. tangible. You see what I'm saying? Now, I know what the difference between something physical and something abstract is. That's what you're trying to tell me. That's where you're trying to get me, the box you're trying to get me in. But I'm not going for that box, bro. I don't know if abstract things exist. And don't you use math? No. Being pragmatic about the matter does not answer the question of existence. Existence, from my understanding of science, means you can physically or tangibly. Well, okay, now you talk. Now you're talking about the scientific definition of, of existence. See, that's the bait and switch. This is what I'm talking about with the Christians. You use a word. You use a word. Let me explain. Hold on, hold on, because we got a listening audience. I'm actually trying. And they want to. And and I want to demonstrate exactly how you do. You see what I'm saying? You use a word in one way, and then once you start to try to make your point, you'll be using it in another way. That's called a bait and switch. You see what I'm saying? 
I'm on to that, bro. That's a that's an old school trick. You know what I mean? I used to watch Christopher Hitchens go at uh your your main man, uh your guy who you're getting your theology from, uh William Lane Craig. That's you sound like a William not, Lane Craig apologist. I do not appeal to have I appealed to the Kalam Cosmology. No, no, you haven't appealed to He's William Lane Craig. You haven't said his name. I follow to myself. I do not follow <laughs> William Lane Craig. But you use a lot of his rhetoric. You know what, what I mean? Way you are arguing right now. What? Say it again. Because of the way you are arguing right now, I do not follow the arguments and modes of arguments necessarily of William Lane Craig. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I would have said, oh, we can go to the creation of the universe. Uh, it, there was nothing. There oh, nothing. it'll get to the, the, the cosmological it. argument. And, you know, oh, once you keep going, it'll, be, it'll get there. <laughs> the farther and farther it gets it along, get you know, it once I once there. I start so talking we'll, about we'll, time we'll, and space, then the cosmological argument will start to come in. Place, you I know what I mean? About, but see, when you when you refer to math, numbers, logic, I think you're referring to things that more or less resemble God and that you are appealing to, which goes So you seen God, you seen what he looked like. No, sir. I said So what how's it how how's it math resemble their nature? They resemble him as to their nature. So you seen God in his in his uh rare in his uh natural state of uh of being then, right? Uh, unfortunately, I have to use Greek terminology here. Ontos, ontology. Ontology. I've 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 heard of ontology. Explain to explain to the panel and me myself. Ontology. I'm a little rusty. What is a thing? What things are as to their essential nature? Their essence. Their, oh, their okay. Yes, realm. yes, yes. I'm and familiar I, now. I, I think we disagree, for example, in regards to what, and I disagree with my understanding of William Lane Craig, because he's used numbers as abstract entities. I don't think you can just justify abstract entities as pragmatically as you might want to use them and justify them in the application of math for your daily life. You still have to ground them as to their existence in something similar to them. And so... And this is why earlier I, I was making this is a con this is a ma this is a man made uh, you know like mathematics the maths those are that that's a man made concept bro like I don't I don't understand like where you how you bringing God and His resemblance to you know a man made concept. I bring the devil into this. I reference the narrative in order to give you more or less a better perspective of my own understanding of the concept he was talking about in regards to God being able to control evil. Because you made a statement saying that it was incoherent for God to create evil and not be able to control it. And I said, I agree. That doesn't make any sense. And I don't believe that that's what the Bible is teaching. I don't believe that that is anything relevant to the nature of God either. This is also why I don't think that that is a defeater argument to it being logically incoherent for um, I'm, uh, omnibenevolent God and evil existence. I think if anything, it actually brings up the nature of God as to his sovereignty and certain questions about him 
but it still doesn't defeat the qualification of his existence. So now, what do you mean by, by sovereignty? He, God is outside of time and space? Are you saying like he's, he's transcendent or something like that? Transcendent, yes. Is that what the sovereignty means? That's what that's what you mean by sovereignty? Transcendent, no, well, transcendent yet personal. Personal in regards to all things uh, that are made. Uh, and the best thing I can give to you from the Bible, and we can talk about this later, or I could give you more information for you to read, if you would like, that elaborates this in more detail, a more elementary speech, but also slightly more sophisticated speech. Uh, in Proverbs, we find a narrative of God speaking, and also in uh, the Devar, and I also want to say it's in Isaiah. But when the when the word proceeds forth from the mouth of the Lord, it never returns back void. There is a consistency amongst what God speaks, and everything He speaks reflects His own nature in regards to what it is. It has its own meaning and passage for. So in regards to the science or the math, I would argue mathematics, numbers, uh, numbers in particular, the, the laws of logic, uh, those, those principles are transcendent. How, no, no, no. Those are, these are man-made concepts. How are they transcendent? How are they outside of, of man? This they're, is they're universal. They're universal. If you die today, they still exist, and they exist. Right, but th this is a link. No, 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 no. Logic, logic. Now the things, the way, the way the universe works. Yeah, it's gonna work that way whether we hear or not. Right. But logic is a way that we, that humans communicate these things or explain these things. This is not logic. Is not some entity by itself. You know what I'm saying? This is not something that's transcendent. Logic is the same thing as mathematics. Let me jump in real quick. Go ahead, huh? It's not logical to think that a book that was written in Palestine and Judea, in a place where the people could barely read and write, matter of fact, couldn't even read or write. It's not logical to think that that book had anything to do with other parts of the world when the people that ended up writing that book didn't know about any other parts in the world. That's very illogical. So the fact that you come on here with that uh, uh, babble mumble, jumble, 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 psycho babble is a bunch of nonsense. That's not logical to think that at any point, at any time. The fact that you call that logical shows that you're just religious and you're calling about religion. And at this point, I refuse to listen to that mumble jumble, super babble, 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 babble. I can't do it. It's four o'clock. Ain't no way in the world. I'm not going, baby, to do it. And you need a damn vaccination. With that, I'm out. <laughs> hey, I that on. But before you let go, I want to say thank you to everybody on the panel. I don't know if because Uncle is the leader of the page about the end, but I appreciate the conversation. If you guys would like any more information about anything I've spoken, I have no problem with supplying literature. No, we heard that garbage from William Lane Craig and the likes of him already, man. Lane Craig is definitely not William Lane Craig. William yeah, Lane and uh, what's what's your other man's name? Uh, uh, Matt Slick and all them guys. You know, Matt Slick, he, he a Calvinist. He's also listening to some of his garbage. Matt Slick, yes. My perspective yeah. of some that of these, dude is That dude is 
is is a quack, dude. I mean, he he's so he's so far out there. It ain't even funny, bro. Come on, man. Get away from that racism, white supremacy, man. Come on back home to Africa. We love you. Where we look at, where we look just like you, brother. Because Matt Slick don't give a fuck about you. He he don't he don't want he don't care to breathe the same air as you, brother. So come on back home and be over here at home. You know we got differences. We, we got differences, but you still our brother over here, and we love you. We know you. We know you sick in the head. But we gonna get you right over here. You keep coming to the Dagger Squad. You gonna come over here hollering at Garfield. You gonna get hey, your head. Okay? I'm glad we agreed that we both utilize things that don't literally exist, physically exist, in order to think. Right, right. But I'm. But the thing that but I use, I, I, um, my fellow human beings made it up, and I can prove that. You proving it to some spook guy that's in the air. No, sir. I'm. I'm just asked. I have a scientific question for you. Go ahead. Uh, I ain't a scientist, but I try. Go ahead. What causes your thought? My brain. Would you say your thoughts are byproducts of your neurons? Ding, ding, ding. It's my 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 brain. My brain has some things that's going on in there, bro. And that's how I think, brother. I don't. I don't know. I know. Byproduct of the brain. <laughs> enough nutrients. I, yeah. You can grow big enough to think complex things. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm not a brain Stop. surgeon, bro. And you ain't either. So I know I got a physical brain in there, brother. And I know it's chemicals and other electrical things going on in there. And and that's about as far as I can go, bro. Well, I appreciate that. I think I generally got the question I wanted to know. I wanted to know if you are naturalistic determinist in regards to at least your own thoughts. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a naturalist. I'm a naturalist. I mean, I'm guessing. Do you believe I'm, that nature determines the way you think? Man, hell oh, no, no, man, no, no, man, no, I'm out of here, man. Man, I'm out of here, man. Go ahead with that, man. You just didn't shoot me in the mouth long enough, man. We ain't gonna bathe you that. <laughs> Lost your damn mind. Come on, man. Hey, we know you sick though, bro. We gonna get to. We got the medicine for you though. We got Garfield, the medicine, brother. Yo, you we you got know what I'm saying? Into the Amirah squad, he gonna get you right. He gonna get that sickness out of you. Got, nah, he, he done. Him. Nah, he absolutely done. He's not gonna get past. No, nah, he's sick. He's sick. He's sick. Nah, nah, nah. He's past sick. We got a vaccine. Vaccination shots. He's done. Glad we're all in agreement that it's not just nature that determines our thoughts. I'm glad about Man, that. stop it. It's based off of having a brain big enough to even because a chimpanzee don't think you're right, the big, brother. A the well cerebral the cortex, thing. brother. It's the right, it's, in, it's developing a new <laughs> cortex. Come on with all that, man. Stop that. I go babble, dabble, havel, dabble. Hey. Matt don't Slick don't know the like first it. thing about a brain. So why would you Calvinist, hold on. Let me get this straight real quick. Wait a minute. Are <laughs> you saying a Calvinist said everything is ordained already? Preordained. Everything so you is tell me that God. That's why I don't mess with God. So God actually knew we was going to go through food went for it, brother. Is that what you're trying to sell us right now? Please tell me that's not what you're saying. Hello? Yeah, you know that's what he's trying to sell us, on. Are you trying to tell us that God Already knew what the hell we was gonna go through before we went through it, brother. 
<laughs> yeah, you better mute that shit right there. Because he almost about to get cussed out. To tell yeah. me that that was the God that actually knew that we was going to go through all this pain, all this torture. Is that what you're trying to say right now, brother? I want to get to the bottom of this. Did, y'all did, did you hear what I asked him? Did you hear Is the that question? That Is that what you're trying to say, Courtney? God, I know it was the beginning from the end prior to it actually taking place. So you said God knew that, Courtney, and ain't do a damn thing about it. Oh, he definitely did things about it, because where are you today? Wait a minute, so God, wait, where we at today, we sitting here talking to a group of Africans who can't even make a determination whether something is 314 years old <laughs> has been helpful in a culture, like vaccines. So wherever the hell God put us is in a dumbass place at the end of the day. So are you, I'm gonna ask you the last time, are you trying to tell us that God knew that all them Africans gonna lose their life and ain't do shit about it? Is that what you're trying to tell me right now, brother? I don't know why this is an incoherent or a statement I have to keep repeating my answer. Yes or no? I've answered already. What, what's the yes, answer? Um, he, 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 he said, said yeah already, um. I did not say yes, <laughs> I did not say no, I provided my answer. Well, okay, what is your answer then with the psycho babble? What's the tell answer? Me how this is an incoherent statement, answer. What? If there is a God that knows everything and is in control of everything, how is it incoherent, and why is it funny that you're implementing moral aspects to the whole equation when, in fact, all things have been governed and ordered by him? God told me to kick his ass off here. I got the message from God just now. My hand moved <laughs> and kicked him off. I, I got I got the spirit, too. Uh, I got, got the spirit. The Holy Ghost and the spirit, and he told me to <laughs> kick him off. Cause he's dumb as a goddamn going peanut. <laughs> Hell yeah! My that hand moved, and I got him off here. Cause <laughs> <laughs> right, man, man but brought me to sleep with the Calvinism. Is that what he really? Man, did you hear what I asked him? I I asked him. Did you hear the little? The little narrative I put together about, you know what I'm saying? If my mom was to get raped, you know, if we was back in the slavery days, whether whether he would have been okay with that because God preordained that, you know what I'm saying? And he like, well, it's it, it you know, it's okay because yeah, God preordained it. I don't know really what he said, but basically he was okay with it. <laughs> man, this guy here, man, this guy yeah. is a Calvinist, racism, white supremacy. Hey. Damn. That that's straight white folks shit, man. Straight, Damn. straight up racism, white supremacist, man. He hate himself, man. He hate himself. Oh, my God. He's sick, man. He's sick. He needs he need some help, man. He needs some help. He's sick. Sick, he, he dead. He ain't sick, he dead, man. He dead with that, yo. <laughs> sick. <laughs> sick means the possibility of getting healed. He ain't sick, he out of here, yo. I said that God knew the beginning and the end. Man, what in the hell is this rope? What is he on some rope? He one of them altar boys, man. He probably he probably been touched it, you know. Oh man, oh man. He done let one of them white men touch him. Man. Oh my God, were you funny as hell with that one there? Wow, damn. Courtney, Look, man. We, I feel sorry for you, Courtney. I don't you even feel see, sorry for you. You let your awesome. white man touch you. And yo, you how see. long did that conversation go on, yo? 
Oh, it went on for a minute. You didn't hear it? You weren't listening, huh? Man, he rock, he man, he sent some potion and rocked me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> he talked like monologue and monologue, basically. God has said he's ordained. He knows everything. <laughs> man. Okay, y'all look, man, this show been going on long enough. Appreciate that, that man. Appreciate everybody. Yeah. Hey, Courtney, man, of course we're gonna go live tonight with the serial killer, man. Make sure y'all hit that cash app, right? That's the dollar sign, A-N-K-H-A-A-K-E-K, -A -A -E man. Make sure y'all do that and support, man. Also support Abjuat. I've seen that order come through with them hats. We're gonna produce that right now, man. Push that forward through right now, man. Appreciate all the support, man. Produce, uh, appreciate all the families, man. The Amaral squad, uh, the pseudo killers, a uh, real black atheism, uh, uh, Shashu Mani Metanecha. All right, that's everybody. MBK, you know what I mean? That's everybody, man. Dagger Squad. Y'all gotta remember, man. Hey, man, at the end of the day, man, we're going after everybody. Eight to 80, blind, crippled, and crazy. Y'all got to remember this. Anybody can get it. Africans can get it. Mexicans can get it. Native Americans can get it. Anybody can get it. Elders can get it. Anybody can. And we out. Peace. Peace.